Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where we normally pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. But today it is our final episode of 2019, and so we are going to review every film that we have seen in the cinema this year. Very quickly. Yes. I mean, with this is going to be a longer episode, but we're going to do very quick reviews of all the films. There's a lot of films, that's the thing. So we normally, if you are not a Patreon subscriber, in which case, how dare you, um, (laughs) but on our Patreon bonus show, every week we release a bonus episode where we review a film that we saw in the cinema that week. It's normally about 15 to 20 minutes long, just, you know, a a little discussion about that film. Um, And so for all you guys who don't support us on Patreon but might want to in the future, we're just going to give you a little preview of what we've watched and what we thought of it and what some of our favourite films of 2019 were. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hope you'll enjoy it. So this is going to be our part one and probably two episode of our 2019 films. And for part three of all this, we're going to give awards to the films of 2019. Some we've got like Best Actor, quite normal awards. Others will be much more exciting, which will be quite exciting to get to. The the Uh, annual Boxy Awards of 2019. Is is, is that a thing now? Is that a new thing? I'm going to try and make that thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So should we get started? Let's dive in, yeah. Okay, so, oh, before I wanted to start, I did want to ask you... um, well, this will kind of come up again in uh, ne- the next episode. But what do you think is going to be our joint favourite film of 2019? So we're going to add up all the scores, going to make an average, and work out which one is our favourite film. Harry's had some a great time spreadsheeting this. I've got a great spreadsheet ready to go. I just mm-hmm. need to put the numbers in. We'll do that as we go. Yeah, nothing we'll makes see. Harry happier than a spreadsheet. Oh, so good. Mm. Oh, so what do you think I think our favourite film of the year is going to be? Yeah. Cats. You, you, no, 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 as in like, the, from the rating that we give. Cats. Really? No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we just well, recorded the Cats episode. Just, I'm not, yeah. I mean, you know what we gave it. Okay. Oh, it's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good... I mean, I know that your top film of the year is obviously going to be Endgame. That, that's kind of obvious. It's a maybe. It's a maybe. Sure, I'll play it. Oh, sure, yeah. I'll play it. Cool. Who, knows? Play it cool. Who knows? But I think I marked that a little bit lower. So in terms of things that we both enjoyed, mm. I think the favourite will probably be up there. Mm-hmm. That, that, an early, a I very think, early film. But I think Knives Out. Knives Out will probably be up there. Yeah, that was definitely a, a, big, a big high. Mm. What else did we both really love? Um, I'm trying not to look at the list here. No, no, no sure. To... Yeah, I mean, you've got the spoilers, so I'm, I'm, I don't have the. Spo- I don't have access to. All the I've spoilers, not. I've not but... looked at the scores massively, so I'm, oh, okay. I'm going into this as blind as I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Some of these will hopefully jog a memory, but yeah, Knives Out stands out. The favourite stands out. I, I mean, a lot of the Oscar films from the first half of the year, first kind of quarter of the year, were there was some really good stuff in there that probably will rank pretty high. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Summer was a lot of Marvel, which is obviously more you than me. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't enjoy them, but mm. I definitely think you would have marked a lot of those higher. And a lot of like crappy action films that neither of us very much enjoyed. No. Um, yeah, I feel like the last couple of months have definitely been a step up. So I'm going to say Knives Out, but Knives Out? that's my prediction. But Yeah, I, I think I'll agree with Knives Out. I think okay. it's going to be our best. Knives Out may be the favourite of the same. Cool. Okay, so actually getting to reviews. First one um, is actually... It's a, 2018 film, but we didn't get a chance to do it in our roundup, is Bird Box. Bird Box, yes, the Netflix exclusive um, horror, horror movie that's over 45 million people watched in the first week. Yeah. And then nobody watched it ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, like, the graphic chart of, like, viewing figures on Netflix, not that they'll ever tell us. No. For, for that film, it's, even if you believe, which I don't, that 45 million people watched it in that first week, that, 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 that's not true. No, There's such bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Billy bullshits at Netflix. Though. Yeah. It's um, probably 45 million people went on and just, like, like they accidentally watched the first five seconds. Or, you know on Netflix when you hover over something in the menu yeah, and yeah, then it yeah. starts playing the trailer? Sure. Or sometimes even just starts playing it. Like, that counts. 
I sure. guess. Mm-hmm. So even then, I'm skeptical, but sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's marketing. The, that, that got head, headlines, and everyone's like, "Oh, I must see this much must see film." Yeah. But yeah. But also, that's very different to 45 million people went to the cinema and bought a ticket. Oh, 100. It's completely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if cats just like put a, a completely false press statement, just like fake news, like cats. it's the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone who like looks at box office mojo be like, no, it isn't. Like, mm. you, like politicians do that. Like politicians yeah. just tell outright lies, and people do fact check them, but enough people believe it. Yeah. Before so the we, fact check comes out. Yeah. So who's to stop like a studio like whatever studio made cats just going putting out a press release saying it's not the highest grossing movie of the year cats it got five star reviews everywhere like, <laughs> just 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 fully lie just fully Donald Trump that movie like, yeah yeah I mean maybe that movie should have been a straight to streaming but yeah I well, then they could have just made anything up yeah yeah uh, anyway Bird Box yeah 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 that's, that's what I thought as well I remember at the time being like this isn't quite a quiet place it really suffered from comparisons to a quiet place because they yeah. came out so soon after and in fairness it is based on its own book and so I don't think it was deliberately a rip off but it's, mm. the similarities were so jarring and mm. quiet place was so superior yeah. it was really hard to not compare it poorly yeah it felt like a TV movie to be fair it did and I think if it and hence bombed, why it went straight to streaming yeah this would have been a flop if it had been gone to the cinema yeah I think. I think so I think the novelty of it with Netflix at the time because I mean there's more of those films coming out now than mm. there was a year ago the novelty of having Sandra Bullock who is a movie star mm-hmm. in a straight to streaming movie that got a lot of hype I think that was like gave it a big marketing push yeah but ultimately if it was just a Sandra Bullock horror movie that went to the cinemas last year I think it would have been like like Passengers or something it would have just flopped yeah so yeah so how would you rate that out of 10 then now from memory I, I mean I, I, I haven't thought about the film at all in like 12 months but I remember it being pretty messy I'm going to say a 4 you're going to say a 4 uh, yeah I think I'll, I'll kind of agree with you on that it's, mm-hmm. a, bit, it's a bit crap uh, we actually gave that, uh, you gave it a six, I gave it a five. Oh, okay. I was feeling generous. Yeah. Maybe I should re- revisit it. Who knows? Okay, next one. Big one. The favourite. Oh, well, I did put it, this would be right up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved that. I thought it was great. I remember it was, it, it was such a good os- film to follow the on its Oscar journey because we both loved, we always loved Olivia Coleman, mm. but she was so good in that film. Everyone was, but her specifically. And then, you know, she got the Oscar nomination and then mm-hmm. everyone thought Glenn Close was going to win and we were both kind of like, meh, mm. the wife was boring, mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman deserves it. And then Olivia Coleman surprised everyone and she won and it was great and it was really like, it wasn't quite the La La Land, Moonlight, you know, holy shit moment, mm-hmm. but it was yeah. definitely like end it, got near the end of the Oscars, you know, the point where you're flagging a bit and everything's mm-hmm. gone a bit predictable mm-hmm. and then you get a nice big surprise and it's a big moment and it was like, yay! Yeah. So that was great. This film had a lot of creativity given to it and mm. I... I felt like I had a lot of heart. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was emotion. It was funny and emotional. Yeah, it it looked like a passion piece. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it was weird in a way that I don't know, but it was weird, and everybody was into how weird it was. Yeah. The director, all the actors, and yeah. Well, you've yeah. not seen any other Yorgos Lathamos films, have you? No. So I mean, this film at some point we might come back to on the main show. Not, I don't think soon, but at some point I might. I'm definitely looking forward to rewatching it in general. Mm. Uh, but there are some other films by the same director that I'm definitely going to bring into the bring to the table at some point. Uh, the Lobster, mm-hmm. I think I will definitely do sometime in the next year. Ah, uh, yeah, I've heard interesting things yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, he's also done a film called um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer with Nicole Kidman and Colin Farrell. <laughs> Uh, and also Dogtooth. So we'll, yeah, he's he's a the kind of director who does very art, artistic, interesting, challenging films, and this yeah. one just all kind of came together. So mm, very yeah, nice. but this was a great film. Out of ten, uh, I remember that I gave this one a nine, and I'm going to stick to my nine. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a nine as well. Mm-hmm. I, I've not watched it again since. 
Um, but, I, look, uh, I really look forward to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did both give that a nine. Okay, okay next up, um, very different. Glass. Glass. Oh, yeah. This was disappointing. <laughs> yes, it was. Because we both quite enjoyed Splits, even mm-hmm. though Split was silly. Yeah. It was kind of enjoy. It was enjoyable. It was definitely a big kind of comeback for M Night Shyamalan. Mm. I think it was his first film in a long time that didn't get horrible reviews and actually made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and then this was just back to standard M Night Shyamalan, badly written, like incomprehensible mm. actively quite I remember being quite bored <laughs> uh, because it was all about, oh that was it because it was all about like it was. It had this really weird dated view of comic books it was like a deconstruction yeah. of what a comic book is yeah, but which, from like a pre-Marvel which was, world which was really good back in the day when Unbreakable came out I mean yeah. I didn't watch that back in the day but I can understand that it was that film was like oh wow this is really this is really something yeah but now comic book movies have evolved past that and mm. they've done their own sort of breakdowns and dissections yeah they've of, kind of, of deconstructed of, themselves they don't need yeah. some clumsy horror movie to do it for them no especially when it's done in a way that isn't particularly insightful or witty mm. yeah yeah and so yeah this this film's 15 years too late it really was um, and yeah I mean it's even the I remember even like the acting I mean James McAvoy is obviously the standout of both of these films mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I remember not being very impressed I think this was one of those Bruce Willis phoning it in kind of performances. Oh, big time, yeah. And, he, and even Samuel L. Jackson was pretty average. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot of exposition in this. Mm. Um, it was all as I, as I recall, it was like all exposition and then a really underwhelming fight at the end. Yeah, and that was basically the film. Yeah. God, that fight was just insane. Oh, because they kept building up, didn't they? There was they, kept, be... they, they kept building up. There was going to be like a big skyscraper opening, and there yeah. was going to be a fight on it or something, and, and the whole world was going to see. And then it was just. No, the whole world sees James McAvoy like kind of move a car. Yeah. Oh, that was it. It was like, we're gonna... and then Bruce Willis drowned in a puddle. Yeah. Like, we're gonna crack open the superhero myths. We're gonna let everyone know, and then yeah. Are they making a third one? I think this made some reasonable money. I don't think it did as well as Split did, but because it ended on like a you know like he wanted to do more kind of. Hang. Yeah, I don't think it ended on like a cliffhanger per se, but just ended no. on like a an open note. note. Yeah. 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 Which. Oh god. It was I'm not here for any more of this. What do you think then? Again, I'm going to go down to like a four. Four? Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go with a two. Mm. I really didn't like this. So I gave it a two last time. You gave it a three. Okay. I was, again, too kind in retrospect. Mm. Okay, Vice. Vice. Oh, I didn't like this at all. No. This was another Oscar film. This was the one where Christian Bale got really fat and played... Mm-hmm. Um... It wasn't just he got really fat. He, I'm pretty sure he was in a fat suit as well. Or either there was that, or just loads of prosthetics. Oh yeah, they definitely put some facial prosthetics on, or something. Yeah. He, well, and also the ball. Yeah, yeah. They, they aged him up. Yeah, I just didn't like this film. I, I mean, it was what was the guy called that he was playing? Dick Cheney. He was playing mm-hmm. Dick Cheney. Yeah, I found it really smug, and like, I'm not a fan of Dick Cheney. And it, like this film mm-hmm. was obviously painted a very negative picture. So it's not like I'm trying to be defensive of Dick Cheney at all, but. The, the film just had a tone that was... It felt incredibly smug and didactic. Well, and didn't it start with, like... So we tried to learn as much as we can about Dick Cheney, but he's very private. But we did our fucking best. Oh, that was... Oh, that annoyed me, yeah. <laughs> and they used the word fucking in the... Uh, yeah, in the opening spiel. It just... Yeah, it just felt like a, a just, bad student project. Yeah, mm. yeah, it really did. Because I wasn't that keen on... What's the other film that, that, that the same director did before? Oh, was forgotten. It, the big, it wasn't Spotlight. Yeah, the big, the big short, was, was it? it yeah. The big short. The one where yeah. Margot Robbie talks to the camera about finances while she's showing her boobs for like five minutes or something. Like. <laughs> that annoyed me as well. You know, it's the same thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's just... This particular director's style, I just don't like. Mm. And I thought it was really overrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't win any Oscars, I don't think. But I, even the fact that it was there annoyed me. Yeah, like, if it wasn't there, then 
we just wouldn't have seen it. No, and, these are the kind and, of films, and, and, and that, we just wouldn't care. Yeah. And, all, and then also, if I went to the cinema and it didn't get nominated, but I saw it anyway, I wouldn't care massively because, like, yeah, it was it was kind of crap, and yeah. that's how people seem to think of it. Yeah. But just that people thought of it as like a really good film, and mm. and you know this this director has had two best picture nominees now. Yeah. That's well, obviously, that's yeah, it works for some people, but for me, I just, I just don't. So far, I've not liked anything this guy has done. Mm. I, his style just doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. maybe it does to a more American audience. That's true. Maybe this is, and something we do have to works. remind ourselves the Oscars are American. That is true. It's definitely not something that particularly. I mean, I'm interested in American history. Like, it's not that I'm not interested in learning about Dick Cheney, mm. uh, but this film didn't tell me anything that, yeah. in a way that I wanted to hear it. Out of ten, Ugh, I feel like I gave this like a two or a three. I remember, I remember like viscerally disliking this film. What do you think? I'm going to say I gave it maybe a two. Uh, well, what do you want to give it now? I mean, oh, I'm going to give it a two. I don't want to see this ever okay, again. you want to give it a two? I think I'm going to give it a two as well. Mm. Um, I gave it a two. You gave it a three before. Oh, okay. Yeah. <coughs> uh, can you ever forgive me? Oh, I really like this one. This yeah. is good. I rewatched this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was making... Oh, this one! Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Calm down. Um, <clears throat> no, I rewatched this one recently and I liked it just as much the second time around. I showed yep. my parents it. Me and my parents. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. They like uh, the, my mum really likes Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Mostly from Bridesmaids. So mm. I was like, well, let me show you what else she can do. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I really, really like this film. I think it's beautiful. Uh, it's a lovely, small... Like, this is the kind of Oscar film that I really like. Well, Vice is yeah. the kind that I don't like. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, it, it's very Oscar-baity, but it's also smug and, you know... This film, it, like, it tells a small little independent story. Like, there's, there's not much to this plot. It's about a woman who... It's a true story. Mm. But, like, it's not high stakes. It's about a, a failed writer or a writer who's in financial difficulty mm-hmm. uh, who starts forging signatures and letters from dead famous people mm-hmm. and selling them to, like, antique dealers and stuff. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And it's about her life and how she, you know, her relationship with Richard E. Grant, who plays, like, this gay, um, like, alcoholic, like, waster who kind of drifts into her life and helps her, becomes, like, her accomplice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all there is. It's just a little tiny little character piece. But the acting is fantastic. It's mm-hmm. really funny and warm-hearted and interesting. And mm-hmm. yeah, I thought I re- this is absolutely one of my favorite films that I saw last year. Yeah, this year in twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, it was so good. Mm. It was done so well, and it just really—I never knew that she could do this. No, yeah, exactly. It's it's and like I, she, she she definitely built up a reputation in my head, and she just she burst through that. Yeah. That's it. I, I remember saying at the time is that at a certain point when I f- watched this the first time, I forgot I was watching Melissa McCarthy, mm. which is not something I would have expected because she's the kind of actress who normally does like these big comedy mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy. You know, she's got a brand. Yeah. And this was so not that. And it, I wasn't remotely, not even to the point where I was like, wow, that's Melissa McCarthy doing something distant, doing something different. I was literally just not even thinking. She became the character mm-hmm. and it was really, really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, at at ten. Uh, I'm gonna give this a nine. I really enjoy this film. I'm give it a nine. All right. I'm gonna give it. Yeah. I think I'm also gonna. No. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine as well. Oh, good. It deserves it. Um, that's exactly what we gave it before. <laughs> Excellent. Next up is Green Book. Okay. The best, uh, the best picture... picture winner of 2019. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Controversially. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't dislike this film. Like it got a lot of backlash, mm. and I can. I can totally understand why people had took issue with it because it's. This is something the Oscars famously has a big soft spot for, which is films where films about race, like a white person or a black person or multiple black people learning to get along, but in a very kind of soft pedaled kind of way. Yeah. So and it, you know it, it's it's like the Help had this to an extent. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy had this. So mm. people are a bit people do criticize this a little bit. Um, yeah. That being said, I thought this was really entertaining. For you know, it, it is a shamelessly commercial film. It's I don't think it's like. 
purely made to win Oscars. I think it's made also to entertain people. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. I think this is another one that I've not watched again with my parents, but this is something I'm sure my parents would like. Mm-hmm. They'd find it funny. I thought that both the performers were really good. Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen, I thought, mm-hmm. were both really, really good. And yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely painting in broad strokes. And it was very... It wasn't, like, by any means the best film of last year. And no. it wasn't, like, groundbreaking at all. But it was perfectly enjoyable. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah it was absolutely absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I'd be happy to watch this again. Yeah. I don't really feel like I learned anything from it, though. No. Which no. I think was, prob- was, was probably its aim. Yeah, well, maybe. Well, the other complaint about it, which isn't really about what we experienced watching it, but more about the background to it, is that it was written by the son of... The guy portrayed by Viggo Mortensen, mm-hmm. Rick, Rick Vallelong. It's based on true story. Right. Like Viggo, um, Mahesh Ali played a, a famous jazz musician whose name I forget now. Mm-hmm. And Viggo Mortensen's character was like his driver. He wasn't a jazz musician. He was playing classical piano. Oh, sorry. Okay. A classic, a classical that, was that, that was a plot point in the film. Okay. Moment. Sorry. A classical yeah. musician. Anyway. Um, but yeah, apparently the family of the musician mm-hmm. um, that Mahesh Ali plays, who's deceased now, um, they, they took issue with the fact that they portrayed him in, as being... They, they claimed that like the relation, they really overstated how close they are friends those two actually were. Apparently they were just... Mm-hmm. It was just a professional for like, you know, driver. And, mm-hmm. and they also took issue with the way that it portrayed... Mahershala Ali's character's relationship with his family about him being estranged to them, which apparently wasn't true. So mm. I think it took a lot of liberties with the truth, which people also took issues with. Mm, yeah. So that's like, that's in the background there that's like a little bit of a, maybe leaves a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth. But in terms of what actually ended up on the screen, if you didn't know about that, mm-hmm. I still thought it was a, as a, it was an entertaining film. And mm. I don't think it was like a mean-spirited film or a film that had like major problems it's not yeah. like I've seen other films about like like Crash for example which I think which won the best picture in 2005 which is also about like race which I think actually has is genuinely a bit quite problematic and offensive in places mm-hmm. whereas this film is just if anything it's just a bit too middle of the road mm, but yeah that, yeah, I, I liked it it's t- totally fine yeah. absolutely fine what out of 10 then what do you think? Uh, I give this like a, a low 7 high 6 I was so. thinking 7 as well yeah. um, do you want to is that a 7 I, I'll stick with a 7 yeah yeah Sure, that is exactly what we gave it before. Sure, cool. We've <laughs> been very consistent. consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not any major diversions yet. Yeah, that's good. Okay, Roma. Oh yeah, the uh, the, the other Netflix one, the one that everyone thought was going to win Best Picture and should have done. Probably should have done. Yeah, like this was. This is normally everything I don't like about a film. It's mm. long. It's slow. It's boring. It's black and white. It's <laughs> a foreign language. It's normally everything I hate, but sure. this. It, it it broke through all of that, and uh-huh. like I, re- I think I was on my phone halfway, th- not even halfway through it, like a half hour into it, and I was like, wait a minute, this is this is not the film that I can be on my phone with. Yeah. I'll save that for the Irishman. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you knew, you knew that a year from now, a more boring film would be coming. Um, and uh, yeah, this was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it definitely should have won Best Picture. Yeah, it's, it's certainly more of an artistic. If you if you look to the Oscars to be about like the artistic achievement of the year, mm. which, you know, sometimes it's not that, but mm-hmm. yeah, this is certainly the most, has more of like a, yeah, it's more unique. Yeah. yeah. Green Book was a very safe win. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a crowd pleasing, even though a lot of people were annoyed, but yeah. yeah. Whereas this one feels, uh, again, like other films I've said on this list, this one feels like a passion piece. Oh, definitely. A huge passion project. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know, done to such an, such an amazing level of detail. I remember the cinematography being really impressive. Mm. Like some of the crowd shots of Mexico uh, would, uh, and there were lots of like tracking shots. You know, there's mm-hmm. ones that pan around across it and you see all the different people and things. It must have been a real, real work of like labor of love, like you said. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I really wish this had done better. 
Yeah, I, I think, think it, 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 he won Best Director. And yeah, it, it got, be, be, it did. Best, best Director, Best Cinematography, I think. Mm. Yeah, um, it did well. It just didn't win the top prize. maybe production design? I'm not too sure. Mm. It definitely got a good haul. It wasn't like he got a shut out. Mm. No, totally. Mm. But, but just to be beaten by Green Book, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit bitter about it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm not that happy with the way the Oscars went. No. Um, well, there's always things, you know, it, that, that's part of the joy and the pain of the Oscars. It's never going to completely satisfy you. No, no, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Out of 10, then? Uh, I'll give it an 8, just bec- only because I did enjoy it, but it didn't, like, massively grab me plot-wise. I just thought it was... I admired it more than I, like, mm. really, really loved it. Okay, I'm going to give it a 9, oh, I think. Well. I feel yeah. like yours has gone way up. I feel like at the time you were a little bit more critical. Damn, you're right. <laughs> Mine's gone up by 3. Oh, wow. Uh, you, you gave it an 8 last time. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Have you watched it back a second time, or you no, just I've not. That's you've just, reflected that's, on that's it. That's just the way it sat with me. Okay, well, that's nice. That's nice when yeah. films grow on you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if I did watch it back, I'd, I'd go back down to a, a six. Yeah. I gave it. Yeah. Um, maybe in this time in three months, you'll be like, "Oh, The Irishman, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> what a real achievement that was." <laughs> Let's see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, The Irishman made me get out my phone. Roman made me put away my phone. Oh, I see. A different journey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, okay, Wreck It Ralph. Oh, was that this year? Yeah, that feels like uh, well, it was ages Wreck It Ralph too. Yeah, yeah, sure, but still, yeah. it feels like it was ages ago. Yeah, it was all right. I remember this being way too convoluted, plot-wise. Yeah, compared to the first one, which had a really simple plot. Yeah, this one it went into all this stuff where they go into the dark web and. Yeah, yeah, I think and, they're looking for and, they're, and, they're looking for a new steering wheel from Vanellope's machine uh, arcade game or something and yeah they went on ebay first and that didn't yeah. work i mean this was product placement the movie it, it truly was yeah um especially when it comes to disney princesses oh yeah i mean that, oh that was the best bit though yeah definitely the by, disney by princesses far. were the highlight that, that yeah. was fun and self-deprecating but on the whole i think like i like the first rocket ralph a fair bit mm-hmm. don't think it's right up there but it's, it's very enjoyable but it definitely they, they really do fall into that category of like like a pixar movie but not as good yeah essentially yeah totally is this dreamworks or Disney. Um, well, Disney. It's Disney. Oh, you see, I've made a mistake here. I've I've included it, but I don't actually look up the uh, the date. It actually came out at the end of November in 2018. That I feels think, more like it. I yeah. think I just made you watch it. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It took us a while to watch. Oh, ah, well. whatever. Let's include it on the list. We talked about it in there. Sure. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I quite enjoyed this. Yeah. It, it was, was again perfectly serviceable. Yeah. I, I mainly just liked the references to the internet and memes and YouTube and yeah. Well, I didn't quite get YouTube. They got off-brand YouTube. That was a weird one. I remember. Oh, I remember disliking Gal Gadot in it. Who was she? She played. You know who Gal Gadot is, right? Yeah. From Wonder Woman. She played Vanellope. Vanellope goes into another game where of like speed racers, and she's mm-hmm. like a speed racer lady. Oh yeah, I, remember I just remember thinking it really struck <laughs> me that she's not an actress who is made for voice work. No, her voice is quite dull, mm. and she's not didn't really give a lot of energy. Yeah. So that annoyed me a little bit. Out of ten, then six. Six. I was thinking of six as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Six and six. And that means I gave it a five and you gave it a six last time. Okay. Great. Next one up, uh, another Oscar one, At Eternity Gate. Oh my God, yeah. That was uh, yeah. that was the, the really obscure one that nobody saw coming that was um, William, not William H. Macy, who's the other guy? Uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. As playing Vincent Van Gogh. I remember finding this really boring. Yeah, no, I I think I really enjoyed. Oh, you liked it because you 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 unveiled this little secret side of yourself that you really like Van Gogh. Yeah, which I didn't know about, but yeah, I don't have that personally. I wrote for Phyllis Stein when it comes to paintings, so yeah. I just remember it being really slow and not particularly engaging and not much happening, and I was a bit 
I mean, I was I was really watching this at like I mean, the I tail think, end. I think that's what his life was. I mean, to be fair, yeah, well, maybe that's not for a film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you yeah. do a green book? Sex it up, you know. Yeah. Uh... Give him a sassy friend. You know? I'm, no, no, I, no I, I'm I, I, I know. Um, I think I quite like this one. Yeah, um, I, I think it came at the very tail end of the Oscar season. I think it was a bit like burns out on all these like slow moving. Well, it was, it was, it was a best actor, and that was all it got nomination. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so it was, it was low on our list of Oscar films to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it definitely was. It would have been one of the later films that you'd have watched. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. There's a reason why it didn't get a best picture nomination. No, sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was fine in it as well. I, know, I, I like him as an actor. I'm looking forward to watching that film, The Lighthouse, with him and uh, Robert Pattinson. That looks mm. crazy. I can't no, wait I, to see that. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, Aunt Trinity's Gate, perfectly fine. Probably will never watch it again. No. no. <laughs> um, at ten. Five. Uh, I'll give it a seven. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, and that is. Not what we gave it before. I gave we both gave it a six before. Okay, so we, we you went up, I went down. Yeah. Okay, so next up is the wife. Oh, the wife, mm. the wife, the wife. Yeah. Uh, so this was the. Um... This is probably the worst one on the list because of what it spurred on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this is yeah. This is when I found out that uh, Harry had, didn't know who Glenn Close was, and I decided mm-hmm. to rectify that with a whole series of Glenn Close movies. I thought I didn't know what she, who she was. You hadn't seen anything she'd done, yeah, other, other than, than Guardians her too. Small roles in the Guardians films, yeah. yeah. Um, which was a smashing success, and now you love her. Mm. This film was quite dull. It really was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the more I, I didn't hate it, but. It was so. I think because she was so expected to win the Oscar, and it was like mm. it just started to really annoy me. That's like, well, she doesn't really deserve it for this. Like, mm-hmm. yes, she's amazing, but for this, really, she really wasn't doing very much. No, and and I think if if I remember, I could swear this did the Oscar acting thing of just sort of kind of subtle acting throughout, and then she cries at the end. Yeah, which is I like subtle acting. That's fine. Subtle acting's fine, but just don't like. Get, get make them really really emotional at the very end, yeah. and then be like, oh god, that was the best acting. I thought she was really good. I just didn't think the film was very well made. Yeah, I thought like the plot was I, I, like. Can you ever forgive me? It, it's similar to Can you ever forgive me in the sense that it's like it's a small plot, you mm-hmm. know. So the, I think there could have been a, a really interesting film made with the exact same plot. But I thought that where Can you ever forgive me like created really interesting characters and had really good dynamics and kept you engaged. This one was just a bit. It, it, it just didn't lift for me. It mm-hmm. was it just it was quite tedious. It never really got in under the skin of the characters in the mm-hmm. same way. So, and I, I remember like finding, didn't didn't have a twist at the end that. Was kind of obvious. Yeah, it said out she'd written. She she plays the wife of a famous writer played by Jonathan Price. Yeah, and the twist at the end is that she wrote all the books. Yeah, or helped him so much. That essentially, she helped him. Oh, so I'm pretty much. sure she did. To write she all literally the books. just. Yeah. I think by the, she started helping him with his novel, mm. and by the end, she was so much better. She was just writing them. Mm. And it was this, and then he wins the Nobel Prize for Literature, mm-hmm. and it's all about her like seething resentment over mm. like, that should have been me. Yeah, but but also not that. Yeah, but also like her trying to hold back that. Yeah, exactly. She she holds. She's holding in her rage for mm. the whole film. Um, and then yeah, yeah, and then he dies at the end. Mm. Yeah, I just oh, thought yeah, it was. I forgot he died at the he end. He did. He has a heart attack and dies. It's yeah. just it was all just very clumsy and yeah, yeah. It felt like they didn't know where to go with it particularly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it just didn't work for me mm-hmm. really. And yeah, I was quite pleased, obviously, when Olivia Colman won instead. Oh god, yeah. And because again, like nobody's ever going to talk about the wife again. No, it would have been no. such a waste of an Oscar. <laughs> win, <laughs> yeah, it was the favourite. Like, it's going to, people it's are going to watch it again. I, even I, if she hadn't have won, it would have still been a film that people went back to. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure even if she hadn't have won, we'd still be doing it in a couple of months' time on the show. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, out of ten, then the wife? Uh, five. 
Five. I'm going to give it a four, I mm. think. Um, let's see, what do we give that? We gave that both a five. Okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, next up, we're into a new era of film. We're out of Oscar season it, now. Yes, have I we, believe so. Are we doing the list of films that we saw separately at the end? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I feel like there's one Oscar film that I watched that you didn't, but we'll yeah. get to that later. Sure. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh, the, our first Marvel of the year. Yeah. And uh, so this is Brie Larson's one. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm finding this a little boring. Yeah, it, it was, because it it really suffered from still being a um, an origin story. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad, because I know that this one, got, Brie Larson got huge amounts of backlash for this, which from like the, the internet, which was obviously undeserved. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't that bad, it? and she was perfectly fine. Mm. But yeah, I, I did find this film a little bit on the dull side. She, she was boring in this. Yeah, I, I think maybe not every actor is meant to be in these films. I I don't think it's her fault because she can be great in other things. No, no, no. I think she's a great actress. I think it might be. I mean, maybe she'll be better in future. You know, mm. they're not going to let her go no. anytime soon. But I, I feel similarly to like you know how Natalie Portman was just really bad in the four movies. Mm. Some actors just aren't able to like give themselves over fully to the mm-hmm. the kind of you need to have a little bit of campiness to you to I think to. To really be a great Marvel, yeah, because they're, they're they are silly movies. I'm not I'm not dismissing them, but you know they're they're comic book movies. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be silly mm-hmm. and larger than life. Mm-hmm. And so when you get someone who can really do that, like a Chris Hemsworth or a Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, to give an example of like an Oscar actress who does that, who was amazing in Ragnarok, yeah. by all accounts, um, then you can it can. But when you've got someone who maybe just takes themselves a bit more seriously, which I think maybe Brie Larson might be one of those people, mm-hmm. it just doesn't lift. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe she'll get better, you know. I hope she will. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, th- I think she will. I reckon that if she comes back for a second film, or so if they make There's a There's no film, evil out I'm sure they will. Um, the, it will just be a lot of fun, there'll be a lot more stuff going on, and it won't yeah. be... Who, di- of, who directed this one? Uh, I don't know. It, well, it wasn't one of the big names, like it wasn't a Russo or a Taito Akita, or no? No, I don't think it was. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, I really don't remember. Uh, yeah, it'll be so much funner in... Captain Marvel too. Yeah, I'm sure they can cross correct. Yeah, because because they can just do a completely different plot that's not an origin. It's not a big mystery as to mm. oh how did she get her powers? Oh, it all came from that Infinity Stone. You know what really annoyed me about this actually? I just remembered mm. is it was set in the 90s mm-hmm. and they really didn't do anything with that. They did they music. did a few little jokes, but they, they they did soundtrack. Yeah, but they could have done way more with that. Yeah, they could have done so much more 90s references. They didn't really. They didn't really commit to that, and that could have really made it stand out from a lot of the other ones that are obviously not set in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like because what was the what was there another one this year that was set? And is there another Marvel film that's like set in a different time period? Mm, no, no. Okay, I'm, I'm just thinking of something else. No. Oh no, because Wonder Woman's going to go into the eighties in the next one. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah okay. the next one that's coming out this year. Yeah. So I'm hoping that'll have lots of eighties humor. Yeah. Yeah. But, whereas yeah, there's so much nineties humor you could have done, but it didn't really go there as no. much as they could have done. But as you said before, we're in an eighties renaissance right now, and hopefully. The 90s will be right around the corner. It should be. I feel we've been, we've been celebrating the 80s for like 30 years. Yeah. I, I like the 80s. What do you mean, since it, the 80s? Basically, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the 80s, but the 90s had great stuff too. Yeah. 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 Well, the 80s is 30 years old. It is, yes. Tomorrow. Oh, so it is, yeah. Well, happy birthday of the 80s. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, out of 10 then, Captain Marvel? Six. It wasn't terrible. I'm thinking six as well. Just bland. Yeah. The road. It's, Yeah. Uh, we gave it I gave it a 5 you gave it a 6 oh okay well apparently that's gone up for me that doesn't feel right okay next up Us 
Us. Oh, Jordan Peele's Us. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember this being slightly less good than Get Out, but I really, I really want to watch this again. I remember again. this being a lot less good than Get Out. I kind of want to watch this again, though, because I feel like I was so hyped up on Get Out, because mm. it was maybe my favourite film of the year before, or whatever mm-hmm. year it came out, that anything less than that was going to be a disappointment. But yeah, I'd like to watch this again and see if it actually is... Because I remember it more fondly than maybe I experienced it. So. Get Out had more of a message to it. Or more of a clear message. I, yeah. I, this, I remember this one being... I remember the end when this well, ended. Like, 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 Get Out was talking quite heavily about racism and mm. put up some messages there about slavery and other stuff like that. This one had literally none of that. It was starring black people. I think but it that, did. But that's not the same. I think it did, but it, in in a more oblique way, in, and it referenced some things that I uh, that we weren't that familiar with. Mm. Like, remember how it ended with the whole the whole holding hands across the world kind mm. of weird thing. Yeah, that was referencing a specific thing that happened in America. Yeah, like a movement in the eighties. Yeah, something. I, f- I think yeah, I think it did have things to say, but I think I, I remember reading up about it later and being like, oh, I did not understand that, but that, that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd like to watch it again with a bit more context. Yeah. But I, the basic premise I really enjoyed. Mm. I remember I remember Luke Pisaniongo being very very good, mm-hmm. like kept doing the dual role of the two different characters. Mm, yeah, because um, it's sh- sh- her and Wilson something over. Uh, oh, Wilson sexifies. Ah, oh, from Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. He Wilson Winston Duke is it? Well, I guess thank you, Winston Duke. Winston yeah. Duke. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a great name. It is a great name. Why is he not in more stuff? Yeah, basically, I mean, he's, he's getting around slowly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, my my main memories of this film are Lupita Nyong'o doing the crazy voice mm-hmm. and Winston Duke's lovely Missy Fires and yep. his and that. <laughs> they were their own characters. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're like a suburban like family on on they go on a holiday beach trip mm-hmm. to the place where she had some kind of traumatic incident when she was a child, mm-hmm. and then they they get end up being stalked by like their own evil twin kind of things like yeah these strange underworld creatures that look exactly like them but talk mm-hmm. in this very strange kind of kind of how I talk now with my laryngitis kind of you know, <laughs> croaky voice yeah and everyone else everyone else has one of these as well so all of their neighbours and friends end up getting murdered by their um, mm-hmm. their own doppelgangers essentially mm-hmm. um, white and black so it's yeah mm. it's not just it's not just something that's happening to African Americans but mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean, it, it, it was an interesting concept, but I think it might have been a bit too high concept for me to fully understand. So, oh, I think it, I, I think it wasn't high concept enough. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think there was just something missing from this film. Or maybe yeah, maybe it was more of like a Stephen King farewell thing, where there was like an idea but not a lot of stuff behind it. Yeah, maybe I think so. That's like, I want to rewatch it. I feel like this yeah. is one that I really need to rewatch before I can re- make a definitive judgment on how good I think it was yeah we'll have to wait and see if it gets into the Oscars yeah or not. there's actually a possibility that Lupita will get in there so mm. yeah yeah, it, which would be a good excuse to rewatch it so yeah, yeah totally and that, that would be good if she did yeah. out of 10 then based again this could change if, again if I rewatch it uh, 7 7 okay uh, yeah I'll leave it at 7 as well I think like it wasn't awful it just it we wasn't all, Get Out we all went into it expecting Get Out and we yeah. didn't quite get that we, we both gave it a 7 last okay. time as well um, okay, next is another era for this year, Dumbo. Oh, the start of our my abusive relationship with Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, um, this is one that I really, really disliked yeah. at the time. I found it really boring. I remember the child actors were dreadful. But that being said, when I think back on it, this is the only live-action Disney movie I saw this year that actually did something different with the source material, like significantly different. Mm-hmm. So for that, I applaud it. <laughs> Because like, it had that slightly subversive anti-Disney narrative where the villain was basically Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> played yeah. by Michael Keaton hamming it up to the max, which mm-hmm. was fun. 
I feel like that was the only saving grace of the movie, though. Mm. Other than that, like, the Dumbo wasn't particularly attractively animated. Mm-hmm. All the other characters were oh, unbelievably boring. Mm. It just it just fell really flat for me. Yeah, there were too many kids in it. Too many kids, and Colin Farrell and Ava Green weren't particularly interesting either. Yeah. I think it was them, yeah. Yeah. Danny DeVito was in it. He was in it a bit. He was okay. But was... Maybe not enough. I feel like yeah. not enough, yeah. There should be more of him. Always, always should be more of Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah. He should just be in more things. He should just be in everything. Yeah. He should be in Star Wars. I think maybe he's the kind of actor who's so very much Danny DeVito. It'd be like, oh, Danny DeVito's in Star Wars? Like, you oh, know, yeah, like, I suppose, yeah. It would break the magic a little bit, you know. Uh, they don't yeah. tend to use big, big names who aren't Star Wars big well, names. just put them in costume. Sure, yeah. Like, 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 you throw a big names in costume. That's true. Yeah. Make, make him an Ewok or something. Yeah, that's all. Or no, he could be one of those. Boutini! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we go. Um, okay, Dumbo out of 10? Uh, four. Four. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a five. Five, I think. Okay. Yeah. Because like you said, it, it's the only one to do something a bit different, and I, th- I think it does kind of improve on the source material. Not that Dumbo needed a remaking at all. I think not, the original... Not, 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 that, not that any of these need a remaking, but if you were to remake any of them in 2019, mm-hmm. Dumbo was definitely one of the ones that would need some alterations. And, True. And this one, it worked. I think it's significantly less charming than the first one in terms of the thing, like the good bits of the original one. I think it... The, the elephant's not as cute. It ruined the Baby Mind song completely. Oh, yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. The, the, the pink elephants, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the hallucination scene wasn't really as good. Um, but that being said, yes, it's, this one isn't racist, so, you know, there is mm. that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they fixed that. Yes. Um, okay, so, yeah, I gave it a five last time. You gave it a three, so you've, oh, well, gone, you've yeah. gone up one. Yeah, well, that, that's, a, that's a point for a little bit of create, a spark of creativity. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next up, Shazam. Oh, I have fond memories of Shazam. Yeah, it's a it's a good surprise, this one, isn't it? Yeah, this was like low stakes fun. Yeah, this was this this is DC, right? Yeah, technically. Yeah. Um, so, and it's like a com- This is what I want these films to be. It was funny and campy and comedic, and mm. it's basically big with big meets Marvel. It's like a little kid. I was, was going to say like big crossover with Deadpool. Is Pretty much sort yeah. of what I was thinking. Yeah, so a, a little kid who's like well, a little kid about about eleven or twelve years old, maybe something. Yeah, yeah, gets magical powers or discovers he's got magical powers or something I can't mm. remember there was some there was some complex backstory mm-hmm. ends up being this hugely muscle bound you know basically Superman mm. kind of spoof thing yeah um, and then uses his powers to save the world there's obviously a villain who played the villain Mark Strong oh it was Mark of course it was Mark Strong of course it was Mark Strong yeah <laughs> if you can't remember who played the villain it, nine times out of ten it was Mark Strong <laughs> Yeah, this was good fun. Yeah, it really Didn't was. Didn't reinvent the wheel, but yeah, no, it I was, was entertained. Yeah, it was. It was just a good week at the cinema. Solid yeah. good week at the cinema. I, I, I remember coming out of this happy. So, mm. yeah, yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it, and I assume know, there's going to be a second one because I think it did all right. Yeah, I th- I th- uh, yeah, they are planning it. I'm not sure if it's going to be a Shazam two or if they're just going to make his character appear in other things. I'm not too he sure. He could really raise. You know, some of the really shitty ones, mm. or the ones that are struggling, like the Batman and the Superman ones, are, are mm-hmm. kind of having a problem. If they, he could really like add some much needed humor to them, mm. without it going like full Deadpool, where you can't really introduce Deadpool to this world because it's just too much. Of, I know it's a different franchise as well, yeah. but like you know, it's, it's it. He's so much of like a fourth wall breaker that's like, oh, you've just you've just taken me out of the movie. Where Shazam isn't isn't particularly meta. Yeah, he could just be someone who's fun, and you know, to, to, to balance out how dour. Batman and Superman often are as characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, The Rock is doing a film for DC now. It's going to be his first superhero film. Ever? Yep. Okay. Um, and he's going to be playing a character called Black Adam. I don't I'm know nervous, where, I, but I don't, okay. I don't know anything about the character. <clears throat> cool, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he's supposed to sort of be like, I think he's either the inverse of 
Shazam or the inverse of Superman, but not in like an evil way, just more like in a... It's just a bit more violent, less do-good. Okay. Um, and I think that he, he they're going to be in a film together, Shazam and The Rock. That could be an interesting dynamic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know any more about what's the, the guy called is Zachary Levi or? yeah okay. that's right yeah. Um, so yeah that could be interesting it'll be a good new direction because yeah. I, I didn't really like it that much when his whole family get the same powers mm. um, and like I don't really want another film of everybody doing it this it got a little bit kiddie by the end yeah 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 it really did but yeah it was it was good out of ten then seven seven uh, yeah I'm, I'm happy with a seven I think let's see and we both gave it oh I gave it a six you gave it a seven oh, okay um, okay, next up, Endgame. Okay, let's try and keep this brief. Yeah, you've, you've done a lot of talking about Endgame this year. Oh, well, you start, you start, because this is your thing. Uh, this was great. Yeah, yeah, good. This was exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Really, I want. I wanted to be surprised at different pits. I wanted to be. Um, I wanted it to go further than I expected it to, and it mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and it was great for many, many different reasons. In, briefly, in what sense did it go further than you expected? Just out of interest. Just like I didn't expect some of the plot lines to go the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect the music to be as good as it was. I didn't expect the acting to be as good as it was, really. Really? After and, so many films building up to it? Well, yeah, I just feel like the acting in this was, it, it, for some people's roles, it just was exceptionally good. Okay. As, as opposed to just like, yeah, they're great, they've been playing this role for ten years. It gave them fitting send-offs. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that too, yeah. Like, that's also one thing that I wanted, that it delivered on perfectly mm-hmm. the characters I wanted to have a, a send off they got them and mm. they got the perfect versions of that right um, even if that meant death yes <laughs> um, yeah so mm. I, I think it it hit the nail on the head yeah well and you saw this four five times five in the cinema yeah five times in the cinema so yeah <laughs> clearly this was very successful for you um, yeah okay. and it's, it's, it's everything I wanted it to be and as I said last year with Infinity War these films could so easily have been train wrecks yeah. with trying to do so much and yeah. they managed to pull it off so absolutely yeah it's pretty good yeah they managed to also because like I don't know if it's just a different audience or I mean there's a lot of different factors involved but I mean, we'll talk about Star Wars at the end of this episode but mm. like Star Wars has divided so many people so many fans like mm-hmm. seem so angry there are fans who like really like the Rise of Skywalker and think mm. it's a fitting end other fans but other fans are like so angry about it mm-hmm. like it's such a you know they get so head up it felt like most I felt like there wasn't a lot of complaints about, about Endgame I think like no, the vast yeah, majority it's... of people were really satisfied with it yeah. managed, which I think obviously if you look at how what Star Wars has struggled to do the same thing any, really, any, or anything, anything with a huge anything. vocal fan base yeah. yeah, to please that many people mm. after so much build up is well nigh impossible and they, mm-hmm. I'm sure there were are some people who had issue with it but on the whole it seems like it went down really well yeah I think part of that I mean maybe we should have saved this for, no it's fine I think part of that is that with Marvel it just doesn't stop so they don't really leave much room between films for a lot of speculation true yeah whereas if you look at Batman and Superman if you look at Star Wars I mean, Batman and Superman they've never really had a franchise going with it mm. like you know occasionally one of them will get a trilogy or like a couple of films but there's never been a proper ongoing thing, and that's all there is. Yeah, the, the, this like, like decades-long arc that like yeah. Marvel and Star Wars both had. But yeah. like with the majority of Iron Man and Captain America fans, they've pretty much only been fans since this, and this has never stopped. True. Yeah. So there's never, and like with Star Wars, there's always been a couple of decades between each trilogy. Yeah. Where there's all this other stuff going on, like just little comic books and mm. maybe the occasional animated TV show, that sort of thing. And there's just so much room for speculation and just to build up exactly what you want the next thing to be. Yeah. People just get their opinions so caught up that, or so settled, mm-hmm. really, 
that there's just not really not really not really any room for them to think of anything else. Mm-hmm. With this, you don't really get the chance to think of something else because the next film is already the trailer's out by the first one. By the, time the first true. one's finished. Mm-hmm. And but also because there's so many. I mean, the Russo brothers handled all of the uh, Avengers stuff, right, or most mm-hmm. of the Avengers stuff. <clears throat> but like the fact that there are so many different, you know, people different. Fingers in the pie, if you will, you know, mm. in terms of like different directors of the different franchise spin offs and you know, whoever's all the investments in it because it's such a bit, so much sort of money maker. Mm-hmm. Like, again, with Star Wars having a bit of a problem with you know being quite inconsistent, you know, people, Ryan Johnson versus JJ mm-hmm. Abrams, people liked one versus the other, and it didn't hang together that well. Whereas this, it really managed to keep a consistent tone, mm. so yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it totally did. I, I think it's just that it's they're well managed films, yeah, definitely, they're well o- overseen. Mm-hmm. Um, and other franchises they, they struggle with that um, okay out of 10 then Endgame uh, well I'm going to give it an 8 I really enjoyed it too it's it's not it isn't to me what it is to you and it never will be mm-hmm. but I thought it was very very good it, it, it was a, definitely a satisfying end I mean from the ones I've seen which is not about a, about a third as many as you mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I thought it was a really well made action film it, it had good emotional beats it was a satisfying ending mm. and it was yeah, it was really good it was good fun Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. I, I know that I gave it a ten before, and I'm keeping that. Keeping yourself. Um, and a ten and an eight is what we gave it last time as well. Cool. So, well, I think if a film makes you cry and makes you watch it five times in the cinema, I think that's a very fair ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. Next up, uh, completely different. Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah. Oh ten. Tens across the board. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers. What now? Um, <laughs> oh, this was very run of the mill, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted it to be sillier. Yeah, because it's it's an yeah. inherently silly story, you know. It's about cats coming, it, it, it zombie was, cats. It, it was quite silly to it an extent, was. though. Like mm. think of that little zombie girl running around a bedroom. Remember that? Oh yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it that might have been it though. Mm. It the film had its moments definitely, mm. and I don't know. I went into it expecting nothing. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this, and I know it's a remake. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was pleasantly surprised. I think. Okay. No, it, it was exactly what I expected it to be. Mm. It was a. I. I. I do know the. I've seen the original film, which is mm-hmm. also not very good at all. Um, based on a Stephen King novel. Mm. Yeah. It's your classic Stephen King, like concept. You know. Oh, what if there was a cemetery for dead animals and they, you buried something and it comes back to life? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who was the main actor in it? I think he's someone. Jason who, Clark. Jason Clark. Because yeah, he, he's popped up in a few things. Hasn't yeah, he? he's in loads of stuff. Yeah. Um, John Lithgow, I enjoyed him. Oh yeah, he's always, he's always good fun. He, yeah. he was playing the, cra- the the crazy old old man neighbor, and he did that mm-hmm. very well. Yeah, it, it, it had a good. I remember it had a very dark ending, mm. basically ending with a child being murdered, mm-hmm. but well, multiple people being murdered. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was fine. It, 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 this was definitely one of those. Oh, there's nothing else on this week. Let's say let's see this. Yeah, kind would, of would you like to come back to this world at any point then? No. Would you like this to get a sequel? No, I don't think so. Just that family, the four of them trying to take over the world in their own zombie apocalypse. I don't think. I, I, I just don't think it was interesting enough, to be mm. honest. I, I don't think those characters were memorable enough that I would want to see them. You know. Yeah. What happened next to them? Yeah. It was very. It, it was very paint by numbers, mm. and the characters were very like thinly drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. Out of ten. Five. Five. I'm gonna the- give it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five it's as the well. definition of an average movie. Yeah. Didn't yeah. hate it, but there's nothing to really Absolutely say about is. it. Oh, we both gave it a six. Uh, uh, sorry, we both gave it a four last time. Oh, okay. It's gone up in our estimation. Yeah. Slightly. What do you, what do you know? Mm. Okay, you'll like this next one. Eighth grade. Oh, this was great. <laughs> this was really good. I've not really thought about this film in ages. No, me neither. This, I think this was a classic example of a, a very quiet week at the cinema mm. when there was nothing really 
big to see mm-hmm. and it was like, oh this looks nice mm-hmm. this has had some nice reviews but could go either way and then it really impressed us both well it really impressed me yeah, yeah no yeah. Me, too, me too yeah this was so sweet uh it's a lovely little film directed by bo burnham the comedian have you ever watched it watched any of his stand-up yet no oh, you, yet, you'd no. really like it you should watch it he's got some netflix specials i think you'd really really like it actually mm-hmm. um because he, he's like he's quite young he's uh, but he but he's like he does lots of stuff with music and anyway he's mm-hmm. great um and it's about follows a little girl well uh, Elsie Fisher, I think that just was called. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, eighth grade, so I guess she's about 13, maybe. So in, in that awkward, you know, pre, you know, that awkward phase that yeah. you know, is a nightmare for all of us. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, she's like a slightly awkward girl. She, she has like a YouTube channel and she's always on Instagram, but she doesn't mm-hmm. really, it, it was really good on like kids on social media and what, what it's like to have, to be under so much pressure to constantly be putting things out there into the world and mm-hmm. where, how that com- compares to what life is actually like. Because she, she has this like YouTube channel where she projects this very positive self-image, but first, first of all, nobody watches it. She's got mm-hmm. like no views, and also that she's actually incredibly shy and introverted, and she doesn't really have any friends, and she's just quite sad. And you, you, but it's not like it's not like misery porn. It's not like it piles on to make her this pathetic character. She, mm-hmm. You just really feel for her. Mm, like she yeah. just she's so vulnerable, but also likable, and you just want good things for her. And the supporting cast are all lovely. Yeah, I really like this one. I really want to watch this again. It's a really well made film. Such, isn't such it? a nice little film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I hope this comes. I, I hope this comes to Netflix or something soon because it feels like the kind of film that I don't think a lot of people saw because it wasn't really marketed very mm. well. And it is quite a small story. It's not like a big blockbuster kind of film anyway. It feels a lot more like a film festival film. But it's, exactly, I think it came out at a time of year that wasn't really that sort of thing. Well, it's just after the Oscars, so people aren't really looking for that at that point, mm. unless you've been, and it wasn't nominated for any Oscars. So I think, yeah, I, I think this needs to go onto like a streaming platform or something or be on TV so people mm. can really discover it at their own pace. Because mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a film that I would recommend to a lot of people. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. Mm. Yeah, yeah really good. Out of 10? I'm going to give this a nine. I think I will too, actually. Yeah, I really, I'm really, really liking this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Two nines. Uh, let's see what we gave it. We gave it two nines. <laughs> Great, consistent. Good. <laughs> um, okay, next one is not going to be two nines. It is Aladdin. Oh, yeah. I, get, I mean, this wasn't the worst. This wasn't the worst. I, I'm just in such a bad I'm, mood I'm, with I'm, these I'm, right I'm now. I'm loving your reactions Yeah. this episode, because a lot of them are like, oh, that one! Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just in such a bad mood with Disney live actions recently, because I've just got off watching Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. So I'm just in a generally grumpy place with them. I mean, it was okay. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I enjoyed some of the some of the musical sequences of it. But that being said, for the majority, Will Smith cannot sing. No, oh, that was a real problem. He yeah. can rap. He can he, rap. He, but he, he, he can rap really well. He's he, yeah. he's got his Will Smith style of rapping down, sure. and it works for this film. It really yeah. does. But his singing, when he's doing Arabian Nights at the oh, start... Oh, it was so bad. That was insane. It was embarrassing. Not, not even Robin Williams did that. No, exactly. <laughs> Why not just hire someone else to do that? And Yeah. Yeah, the level of auto-tune and he still sounded terrible. Yeah. Like, I'll give him this. He wasn't doing a Robin Williams impersonation. He definitely no. put his own stamp on it. I yeah. think that was the right decision. Yeah. And I think someone like Will Smith, who is a big personality in his own right, is probably the right choice to do that. 100%, yeah. But I think they didn't... I don't think they gave him enough opportunity to put his Will, a Will Smith mm-hmm. stamp on it in, in general because a lot of the songs in, from the original that are just kind of redone are so bound up in Robin Williams' ad-libs and his performances mm-hmm. and stuff like I think they should have done rewritten it more mm-hmm. to make it more of a Will put a bit of a hip-hop spin on it let him do you know you've got Will Smith yeah let him be Will Smith and he he was he wasn't doing like I said he wasn't impersonating Robin Williams which would have been a disaster mm-hmm. but 
it just fell somewhere in between. It, it didn't quite go to the level that I think Will Smith could have given it because he is very charismatic. So, mm. but yeah, it didn't quite work for me. And the yeah. rest of the film, I was really annoyed with Jafar not being camp enough. Oh God, he was Jafar was, was so, so dreary, so disappointing in this. Yeah. And again, this is going to be a theme of Disney villains. We'll get to the Lion King and Scarlet. Yeah, but they spent way more time rather than making him all camp and stuff, being like, oh, look at him without a turban on. Doesn't he look sexy with his short hair? Yeah, the villain shouldn't be sexy. Why was he young? Yeah, you don't want a sexy villain. You want a he was all, campy he, villain. He was an old, creepy gay guy who was into Jasmine for some reason. Yes, do that again. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, it worked really well. I have no problem with gay villains. Gay villains are fabulous. They're the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not saying you're all villains. No, but not at all, but, you know, we do it well. Like anything, yeah. we do it better, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that that... that that, yeah. that that good talent no. must come from somewhere. Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. They, I think there is there is a real fear because it was a bit of a stereotype where they would a lot of the films would have these like camp villains. Like Scar was a camp villain, Javar was a camp villain. I really hope the Little Mermaid turns out right. I know. I'm, I mean, I, 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 I Melissa McCarthy could do well, but yeah, again, it should have been it should have been Titus from Titus Andromeda. I mean, we'll get mm. to it, but it, that should have been Titus Andromeda from Kimmy Schmidt. That mm-hmm. would have been the perfect Ursula because Ursula is basically a drag queen. Yeah, and yeah, and Jafar is a big old theory and that's how it should be mm-hmm. and yeah did yeah i found that pretty boring jasmine was fairly dull aladdin was meh mm. it was just it, again it was it, it was it was fine it wasn't well, i did it was, like it at the end when the sultan nearly dies yeah the sultan in the original <laughs> for no for no reason <laughs> yeah in the original again that's another thing that the, the, the sultan in the original is this like you know he's this fat little you know like comic character so, he's so he's happy. so happy and funny and jolly and cute and you did, like him. did they make like toys of him as well i'm like, sure they did yeah. toys. They, they were all toys yeah he was great in this one he's just this sickly old man who looks like he could keel over at any moment that's yeah. not fun yeah it's not fun for kids <laughs> the specter of death hanging around the corner of the film oh you you, you remind me a lot of this film john um yeah. and it's it's i would probably have rated it higher if you, if you hadn't have said all those things which yeah. have brought me right back to where it was mm. Out of ten, then for you, mm, five. A bit of three. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Shuffle over that one for you. Yeah, you made it. <laughs> Sorry. I could have. No, I'm perfectly fine. But I could have happily given that like a six or something. Yeah. Um, I we both. Well, I gave that a four. You gave it a five. Last okay. Time. Um, okay. Next, you're gonna like this next one, Ma. Oh yeah. Well, it wasn't quite what it could have been, but again, yeah. I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was. This is one of the best trailers I've seen all year. Oh, yeah. As soon as we saw this trailer, we were like, yes, take our money. Yeah. Uh, so well, we both is, love Octavia Spencer. We do. Octavia Spencer's she, great. She's great in pretty much everything she does, yeah. including this. Yeah, Octavia Spencer as a villain, I'm here for it. Mm. I wish it had gone a little bit further. You know that her and Melissa McCarthy are doing a superhero movie next year. I think I, next year. I saw that. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah that, mm. could be, that could be That could great. be quite something. Yeah. Mm. It could also be terrible, but... Either way. Either way. <laughs> here for it. Here yeah. for it, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think it, she was very, very good. I feel like the best bits were in the trailer. Mm, yeah, yeah. It, I, the, the actual story was kind of run-of-the-mill. I think it didn't lean enough on her character. No. Because it became more of a, like, just a, a standard horror movie. Like, you, you've got your cast of about five or six teenagers. Mm. Some of them are having sex. Yeah. Um... I think, I think she was the only thing to recommend her. That's the thing. The teenagers were pretty bland. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If it was anybody else in her role... Yeah. It would have... Probably, no. probably not going to see it. But she, as a star vehicle, like she definitely sold it. She was very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. She she works as a serial killer. She does. She absolutely. works as a lot of things, and now a serial killer is one of them. Yeah, well, it's fun because she's often she oft, she usually plays like the most likable character in any film. She's like the heart and soul of you know. Mm. She's the heart and soul of The Shape of Water. She's mm-hmm. definitely the heart and soul of The Help. You know. Yeah. Not hidden figures, maybe not quite so much, but she's definitely you know likable in it. Mm. So to turn that on its head and make her a villain, I think was a really, really good move. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the weird scene where she drains that guy's blood and puts dog blood in him? Oh, yeah. That was odd, wasn't it? Yeah. That was really odd. <laughs> like, it did have some crazy moments, definitely. I need to watch that one again. I, I do really want to rewatch yeah. Ma, yeah. 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 I liked it when she torments all the teenagers at the end. Mm. Um, and, you know, that she drugs them all or something and does horrible things. To oh, she irons some kids' yeah, like, six-pack, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. She irons his six-pack. She sews up that girl's mouth. And oh, then yeah. the black guy, she just paints white. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you, you, you got lucky there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only room for one of us in this film. Yeah, it's bizarre. Do you remember the passed out girl? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, you're talking me up. You talk. I think I need to rewatch this. You're really talking me up in it. She you've done the opposite. Great. You've done a reverse Aladdin on me. Yeah. I'm really loving it. <laughs> All right then, out of ten. Uh, a seven. I want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it an eight. I think this would be a really good time if you just. Sat with your friends getting drunk. Yeah, we should do that sometime. We should mm. make this part of like our next film marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, let's see. We gave it... Oh, I gave it a six. You gave it a seven. Oh, okay. Oh, I really didn't like that one. Mm. Okay, well, I can tell you what else I didn't like. Dark Phoenix. Oh, here we go. Okay. Where do you start? Think? Again, you this is your world. So. Okay, well, this was... I, it's, it's, it's the end of the X-Men franchise. Yeah. Um, and we have an award for all this coming later of the end of different franchises. Mm. Uh, this one was such a whimper of a film. Yeah. That's it. It wasn't even like a train wreck. It just felt more like a, a sad, slow death. Mm. Yeah. And I think it was, because also nobody wanted to be there. Mm. Nobody at all. Wasn't this, didn't have a lot of production problems. Wasn't it quite long? Was this the one that was delayed for ages or something? Or uh, No, that's... Uh, that's the one that still hasn't come out. New so. Mutant, that's still delayed. Okay, sure. <laughs> that's, but, that's, but, that's still I, working through yeah, it. But I feel like we knew that this was going to be bad. I feel like there, there was a lot of problems. Actually, in yeah, this one was delayed because... Oh, I don't know why, why it was delayed, actually. But um, it was supposed to come out before Captain Marvel. Mm. And... Uh, as part of the delays, they redid a lot of it to make it less like Captain Marvel. Oh, because the accident had the same plot, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were going to have the Scrolls, the mm. shapeshifters, which there are shapeshifters in this, and there are yeah. shapeshifters called the Scrolls in Captain Marvel. Okay. And they're like the main villains of each film. And the finale of uh, Dark Phoenix was supposed to be set in space with the main character, Dark Phoenix, just like blowing up spaceships or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were looking very, very similar. Right. And I think that because X-Men was delayed, they were like, Okay, now we're coming out after Captain Marvel. We need to change everything, mm. and I don't think that's why it's a bad film because they had to change stuff. Because no, I think there were a lot of problems with this. Because you know what, nothing actually looked bad in this. Nothing looked like it had been reshot. No, I don't think the effects were particularly bad. No, no there, there was nothing like that. None, none of the acting was. None of the acting looked like it was bad because of that. No, all the acting just looked like it was bad because nobody cared. Everybody was done. Yeah, everyone was everyone was tired of it. Yeah. yeah, there was no there was no joy in this. Yeah, there was no I mean, there was no like heart and soul that you I get. Think, in the best. I think the only person who was doing any kind of decent acting was Jennifer Lawrence because she was in it for all of about five minutes before she was killed, mm. and I think that's because she was like, "Yes, I'm out. Yeah, I'm done." Yeah, she just wanted to be Whereas gone. Everybody yeah. else, like, there might be another one. Yeah, <laughs> just please let us out, let us <laughs> set us free, please. Yeah. I think I also got the feeling that this one was suffering a lot from being too in love with certain characters. Mm. Like, I don't think... Did 
what's his face? Um, not did, did McAvoy? Michael no, Fassbender. No, no. Michael Fassbender. What's his character? Magneto. Mm. I don't. Did Magneto really need to be in this from a narrative perspective? No, not at all. Or was it just like, oh, well, he's a popular character. Let's give him a subplot. Well, I think he, the only reason that he was there for this one was, well, first of all, the paycheck yes. um, slash contract. But character-wise, it was so that Dark Phoenix had someone to sort of go to to become slightly more of a villain. Sure. Okay. Sure. Because. Magneto and Charles Xavier they've always been two sides of the same coin mm. that, that's always been their, their plot yeah. and so if one character is going to kind of flip flop then you need to have both of them in it okay sure but I feel like I've seen that dynamic play out between Magneto and mm. Charles Xavier in every X-Men film and I'm just I'm yeah. bored of it I'm bored yeah. of that story yeah find another way to tell it like, yeah you know, and it just felt very repetitive this I'm, one. I'm sure they will because the next X-Men film is going to be part of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. what Whatever form that takes, if it's yeah. just characters appearing in other films, or if it's going to be a sound on an X-Men film, whatever it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be way better. I mean, it would struggle to be worse. Yeah. You, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, way better than X-Men films, films on the whole. Sure, 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 yeah. Like, look at what Spider-Man did. Mm-hmm. Like, it came from just doing the same thing over and over. So, yes, putting a fresh spin on it, yeah. yeah. It really just needs a whole, like, just no get rid of the whole cast. I know some of them are good, but like, just stop it dead. Start mm. completely start afresh. Yeah, they've announced that they're they're keeping Ryan Reynolds on. Okay, um, that's Deadpool. Yeah. Okay, sure. Well, sure, he's his but own thing. Sure. He, that's that's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, sure. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> just the nature of his character, he can do that. Okay. Um, but yeah, everybody else, you're absolutely right. Just yeah, recast everyone. Yeah. Start again. Mm. Yeah. And they will. Yeah. And that's going to be quite fun to be like, okay, who's who's going to be the next Xavier? Yeah. Who can be bald? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Out of ten, then Dark Phoenix. We didn't really talk about that film specifically, but no, but there was but nothing to talk about. It wasn't I don't like, really care. To. It wasn't even memorably bad. It was just it was just really joyless and sloggy and mm. incomprehensible. And yeah, uh, directed like, by the same person as X Men Three, which is the same plot. Yeah, and that's a strange choice. If he <laughs> so, dropped the ball the first time, why well, think he can do it? Yeah, it's the definition of insanity. Do yeah. the same thing twice and expect a different result. Yeah, uh, I don't like a two. It was just two. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna give it a two as well. I think. Uh, in fact, no. I'm going to give it a one. This was wow. this, this this was really bad. Um, so I gave it a three, and you oh, we both gave it a three last okay. time. I mean, neither was ever going to watch this again. No, God. So you know, yeah. <laughs> I've I've watched I've rewatched the X Men films before in the past, but mm. I'm never going to include this again. No, why what's, would you? What's the need? A waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Next one up is Long Shot. Oh, that was the one with Seth uh, Rogen. Seth. Oh, Charlie yeah, Charlie's Theron. Yeah, it was alright. It was alright, wasn't it? I just don't I, really like these films, I don't think. Okay, I was thinking about this on the way here, um, and this one is both a pleasant surprise and also exactly what I expected. Yeah. Like, it's exactly what I expect from a Seth Rogen movie, mm-hmm. but also I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think there the was stuff that I enjoyed, to be fair. I, don't, I, I think the essential, like... Conceit of it, which is that he plays like a schlubby average Joe, like he's mm. he's playing Seth Rogen, yeah, you know, the yeah. character he plays and everything. Mm-hmm. But and he ends up inexplicably in a relationship with super hot Charlie Ferron, who's mm-hmm. also the vice president of the United States or the Secretary of State, something like that. Yeah. Running to in the running to be the next president of the United States, yeah. And it's you know, and then oh oh gosh, how can a how can an average stoner you know possibly live up to being with this the top political woman in the world kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And you know, antics ensue. Mm-hmm. So, 
there, there was some there were definitely some bits that I found funny I, I remember there, there was uh, some good supporting cast where they, they, her, her bitchy assistant played by June Diane, Diane Rayfield she, oh, yeah. she was very funny Yeah. Uh, but I remember also it being way too long yeah it was, which is often a problem I have with Seth Rogen films they're always way too long mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it still fell into the kind of standard oh he's spunked on his own face <laughs> You know, remember that? Yeah, that was yeah, that was rough. It felt a bit like two. It I mean, that's it. It felt like two different films. It felt like half of it was like a very standard Seth Rogen comedy with that kind of mm-hmm. lots of stoner jokes and lots of spunk jokes and like mm-hmm. re- very crude. Which you know, in, in in small doses, I can find funny. Yeah. But then it also tried to be like a sincere romance as well, and it just the two didn't quite come together for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. 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 Out of ten, then. Five. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a five as well. Like it's, it. it this it, is another it, one I will never watch again unless someone brings. Us oh, totally. Specifically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But it couldn't be more of a middling film. Yeah. We both gave it a six. Okay. Um. So yeah. Like, I can hardly remember it. So it's one of those that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Next up, Godzilla. Oh yay! Uh, monster. The rise of the monsters or something. Monsters. King of the monsters. King of the monsters. King of the monsters. Yeah. I feel like this film was all exclamation marks. <laughs> I remember having a great time with this. Yeah. This is the kind of silly fun that I, I personally like in, in in kind of these kind of films. Yeah. Where it knows it's stupid yeah. and it doesn't attempt to be anything but just a stupid, stupid action film. <laughs> like, it was it was aggressively dumb, but it was so much fun with it. Like, mm. I, 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 we laughed, you know. The characters were nonsense. Mm-hmm. Remember how, uh, what's her face? Oh, the mum... Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think she was anybody, but yes. No, she is. She's a famous actress. I just can't remember what she's what called she? now. She's in Bates Motel. She got nominated for an Oscar once. Oh, God. Keep talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she got nominated for Up in the Air. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Something. It's on the tip of my tongue. Come on. Come on. I'm looking it up. Okay. Come on, John. You can do it. Oh, God. It's... Beat me to it. Come on. It's right there. It's right there. Her sister is in American Horror Story. Tysa. Her sister's called Tysa something. Mm, no, it begins with a V. Oh, Vera Farmiga. Yeah, yeah her sister's Tysa Farmiga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Vera Farmiga plays... Uh, it is like one of the greatest villains I've ever seen in a, in any horror movie ever. And she's, <laughs> But she's not the villain. But she is the villain because she's responsible for so much death. Do you remember that Sally Hawkins was in this? For all of two seconds, yeah. <laughs> she, gets, she, gets stomped. She, she got stomped to death. That felt disrespectful. <laughs> it really did. She's an Oscar nominee. She gets stomped... <laughs> I'm guessing Sally Hawkins was busy but under contract. She was like, "Look, oh fine, I'll do your shitty movie. Yeah. Just kill me as quickly as possible because I've got, I've got Gilead, I've got Oscar films to be in." Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, this was fun. <laughs> this, this was like, I was laughing at this film, mm-hmm. but in a way that I felt like it, it knew, it, it expected me to. This was exactly what I wanted out of a Godzilla movie. Exactly yeah. because it. It's just Godzilla stomping down cities and... Yeah, fighting a giant moth. Yeah, a giant moth. Like, come yeah. on, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and losing as well. Yeah. Um, that moth. That moth was the hero of the film, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That moth kicked ass. Yeah, um, yeah and stuff like that. It's, it, it, yeah. And also, it actually visually looked really well. It r- did. Really good. Because this could have so easily just been dark smoke and fire and mm. you don't really see much because they can't afford the CGI. But they actually went for it with this, and they made a visual spectacle. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I changed the subject. I just remembered maybe the greatest line reading in the of every movie we saw in 2019. Mm. Oh, my God. Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. When you, if you include that, then you, you kind of... Telling the audience that you know what film you are. Definitely, yeah. You're yeah. not competing for any Oscars, but... No. <laughs> I'm happy with more of this. 
What would you say if this one got like a, a visual effects or something? I mean, yeah, it looked great. Yeah. It's not going to, but it did look great. Right? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I have that, very few that, problems with this film. Because that, that's what I didn't like about the last one, was it didn't show me enough. Yeah. Um, and this one... It, well, the last Godzilla film. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And uh, and this one, it really did. Yeah. It just showed me everything and it was good. You didn't see the first one, did you? I did not. No. And did, I don't really... F- I, think, yeah, I don't I, think it took I, anything away. I, I think this one did a good enough job that... Mm. You just didn't need to. Because I was confused because this film opens straight into the action with the family gay. Because the, the little mm. boy dies, doesn't he, of the family. It's like, you're a family yeah, yeah. gay. And was it the guy from Pet Cemetery? No. Okay. He was an equally blank guy. It was some, someone else who looked about the same as him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was in the middle of like... A, and I was like, oh, are they characters? Is this a carrying over from the first one? But apparently mm. not. I, I don't think so, I don't. No, okay. I, I, I don't remember. No, sure. I'm pretty sure there was a family. So are it. you saying this one was better? Yeah, yeah. This wait. is a sequel that improved on the original. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Big time, yeah. Good. Okay, that's always fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to it crossing over the Kong Skull Island. Oh, yeah. More of this, please. I'm here for more nonsense, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at 10, then. Eight. Eight? Sure. Um, I'm going to give it an eight as well, actually. Yeah, this was very good, solid fun. Mm. And it delivered exactly. Oh, we gave it two eights before. Great. Okay. Okay, next up is Brightburn. Oh, I liked Brightburn. Yeah. I mean, this was good. Uh, again, I'm, I might need to rewatch this. Uh, this was the kind of dark Superman film. Yeah, based sort on of like, like a yeah, book alternate film. Superman sort of thing. Where it's, yeah, it's where, same storyline where the two childless adults mm. uh, find an alien baby in the yard or something. Mm-hmm. In, and, just somewhere in their farm. Yeah, but instead of it growing up to be Superman, it grows up to be, well, it doesn't grow up. As a child, it starts to, it has Superman powers, mm. but those powers become evil. Like it, it, yeah. it becomes it, it, it starts killing people and yeah. yeah I thought this was a really interesting twist on the you know the the, the origin we see so many like we just talked about it like origin movies and they're all mm-hmm. the same like I really appreciated seeing a, a kind of a dark twist on it and I oh, thought yeah. like he murders his parents yeah both of them yeah and that's the film yeah quite brutally as well yeah they both die like, horrible deaths yeah. this film doesn't hold back on being very violent and gory yeah. like remember that guy um Boundary from Breaking Bad. Oh, in, God. In the car. Yeah. He just gets his jaw, like, mushed oh, in. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was a tough one. You see everything. That was... Yeah. yeah, this film really goes there, and mm. I appreciated that. It was kind of twisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think this will be a... I remember it, like, did really badly. I think it was a tough one to market, because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's kind of playing to a lot of different audiences at once. Mm. I, don't, I think they quite sold it as well as they could have done, but I think this will become a bit of a cult classic when people kind of get get around to it yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to, to making Ross watch this on two used to movies mm. it's, it's coming up soon we're gonna also oh. do it with the original Superman oh sure oh interesting okay. um, yeah yeah I, I'm really looking forward to that'll hearing be, that'll his, be a good episode his, I want to hear his, that his take on it because you know what he's like with too many combat movies and too sure, many yeah. sequels and stuff this one I think will be quite refreshing for yeah him. this might be something different for but him. in the meantime we're doing Ghostbusters 2016 so oh that's gonna be fun too <laughs> Um, I like torturing people, but people like torturing me, so I guess it works. Sure. That, that, that's that's how our podcast little community works. Yeah, yeah. but no, this is, I would recommend if this is if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you missed this film. I would say seek this out if you like comic book movies. Mm. It'll divide opinion. I know a lot. I know a few people who really didn't like it very much. Really, what is there not to like about this? I don't know. It's not to everyone's taste. I guess it's not. It's not like it promises anything else. I guess, but it just—it wasn't to everyone's taste. I think that was an issue, but okay. I think it's definitely worth watching, and you'll have an opinion on it. It's not something that's going to make you just shrug your shoulders. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, out of ten, uh, seven. It wasn't like amazing and groundbreaking. I just appreciated it for being original. So seven. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. Oh wow, okay. I really like this. Okay, yeah. Was, Maybe I'm, if we watched it, I'd go up. Who knows, yeah, 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 sure. Um, well, you actually went down. You gave, you gave it an eight last okay. time, and I gave it a nine. 
Um, next up, we have Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah, this happened. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I never knew what, what you're going to react to these. That was a bit of a surprise. No, I mean, no, this this was fine. I liked this. I, I, I love Toy Story. Like, Toy Story 3 was such a perfect ending for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was instantly kind of against them doing another one. Mm. And this didn't... It didn't make it didn't disprove me, but it didn't it, it didn't make it it didn't like ruin anything. But it, I definitely think this is the weakest of the four. I think it's the weakest of the four, but in a world where pretty much every Pixar movie is it kind of breaks new ground, it does something or a lot of or the most memorable ones at least. Yeah, sure. They do things that that's not been done before. That, you know, like people don't talk about death that way or emotions that way. Sure, yeah. And this film it doesn't do that, but it doesn't do anything less. If you get what I mean, like it's it's not better than any other Toy Story film. No, it's no, not, necessarily not. But no. it's not really worse. No, no, not at all. It, do, it doesn't like it drop doesn't, the it, ball. Yeah, it's, it's it just it feels like just as good slightly as unnecessary. Film. That's all. Right. Yeah, 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 I can see that. It, hmm. Yeah, the first three Toy Story movies they do feel so much more like a trilogy, whereas this one just feels like an episode. Yeah, it felt it felt like the third one was uh, such a natural end point. And it was like, at some point, they were like, oh, we would really like to do another one there, but we mm. need to go, okay, well, what can we do? It was like it was, it was like the idea of making it came before. I think I'd have preferred it if this one wasn't called Toy Story 4, mm. and it was called Toy Story, some kind of subtitle. Oh, sure, yeah. So because then it's like, here's the trilogy, and then now we're just going to do Wall Street. Now it's branching out into a different world. Yeah, because sure. like, now, at the end of this movie, they separate Woody from the rest of the gang, and, mm. you know, they say that it's permanent. Yeah. And maybe it is. Yeah. Um... And you know that's that's fine. It just means that anything you want to do in the future needs to be a bit more episodic. Like, oh, here's Woody's solo adventure with Bo Peep or whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, and you know that's fine. Mm. And if you can do stuff for other characters as well, like oh, Buzz Lightyear's off doing this other thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe he found Star Command or something like that. Yeah. I felt like this film underused a lot of my favorite characters. It was very Woody and Bo Peep heavy. Yeah, it definitely was. Mm. And, a, and like a few extras and stuff. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed Key and Peele. Yeah. As they, they, as they, the chicken they, and the rabbit. They were a clear highlight. Mm. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of stuff about this that was delightful. It, it absolutely is, like, a, a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's perfectly serviceable, perfectly mm. fine. Yeah. Doesn't insult what came before it. No, not at all. Um, doesn't ruin it in any way. Mm. Uh had those terrifying puppets. Oh my god. That was nightmare fuel. Yeah. Mm. Which, you know what, Toy Story's... No, I, Toy Story should scare kids a little bit. I think that's yeah. definitely part of its charm. Yeah. I think all, all, kids, all kids' films should. Okay, yeah, there should that, be a little that, element of fear, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that builds people as a person. Mm. Okay, then out of ten. Seven. Seven? Seven seems fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving that a seven as well. So, let's see, we gave that... Oh, damn it. Um, you gave it a seven, I gave it an eight. Oh, okay. I was kind of teetering there, but mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, next up, probably bigger than two sevens, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Midsummer. Oh yeah, oh, this is fun. This is another one I'm looking forward to rewatching. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I loved Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was such a great, refreshing, like what the fuck experience in the cinema. Like, yeah. I love getting into a, a, a film and just being like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> and this that was a, a great what the hell kind of film. Mm. And this, yeah, did a similar thing. Like obviously less didn't have that same like novelty of surprise because. Mm you kind of knew what the director was all about because this mm-hmm. is definitely similar in, in, in its way. It's different. It's not like it's a rehash, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean, actually. You're not surprised by the, the style of it anymore. No. But, but dear was... God, you're surprised by the content. Oh, yeah, there's some great stuff here. So this is about a young couple um, who are on the verge of... Well, they're on the verge of breaking up but the start of the film, Florence Pugh, who mm. has had a hell of a year, mm. uh, she... Uh, 
she played she has wait, a horrible but, but you mean as a character in this film well her character has a hell of a year but she as an actress has been in has had a great year what else she been she was in Pfizer with my family which we didn't see which was supposed to be very good sure and she's now in Little Women which is uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and she's going to be in uh, the next Captain Marvel film isn't she is she yeah I'm pretty oh, sure yeah okay she, yeah she's, she's definitely had a good year mm. um, yeah so yeah she she has a horrible tragedy happening to her at the start of the film mm. and that means that her boyfriend who has been on the verge of breaking up with her feels too guilty to break up with her mm-hmm. so it sets up this very interesting kind of dynamic between him not really wanting to be in the relationship anymore mm-hmm. he begrudgingly invites her onto this holiday that he's been planning to go on to Sweden mm-hmm. where they go and stay at this festival in northern Sweden where the sun never sets mm-hmm. uh, so it, I really loved the inversion like, most horror movies are set at night and it's mm-hmm. all about the shadows and darkness and this film it is never night and they make that terrifying god yeah really is because so disorienting it's just so inescapable mm, like you just yeah. can't escape the daylight and it's not like the daylight is a plot point in this it's just it's just always there yeah. it's always there it's just an underlying thing of like inescapability mm. because also like there's no there's no walls everything's outside yeah like it really no, is the opposite like, of most horror films yeah, yeah like nobody's trapped at all it's mm. as though anybody could leave at any point mm-hmm. but turns out they can't but also yeah. you can't yeah yeah and it's still, still hidden and stuff. And it's... Oh, it's mental. Yeah. It's so, so crazy. And very gory. Yes, times. there's some extremely uh, extremely graphic violence in this film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, personally, I like that sort of thing. But, you know, each mm. to their own. This film's great. Yeah. I'm looking really forward to rewatching good. this as well. Yeah, yeah. Have you rewatched Hereditary? I haven't, actually. We no, should do, we should do like a double I, bill of them or something. Yeah, mm. yeah. That'd be a tough night. It would be a lot to take, actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Watch one and then see if we can face the other. Yeah. yeah. Okay, midsummer out of ten. Uh, I'll give us a, a, a high eight. High eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine. Wow. I okay. Yeah. Generous. I, I I really did quite like this. We. Oh, sorry. You said eight. Um, we actually both gave this a nine last time. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. No, we, we really like this one. And fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So Spider-Man: Far From Home. You know what? Maybe I mean we'll have to wait to see what gets to the end. I'm going to say right now, maybe my favorite Marvel-related film or comic book-related film this year. That's fair enough. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I mean, actually, to be fair, last year our favorite. You're, you're you're very much not the only person to say that, despite yeah. Endgame being out. True. Yeah. Well, again, again, Endgame was great, but it it was very much more for you than for it's me. For, it's for the fans. For the fans. For the newcomers. I, I mean, it, this one's for both. This one's for both. I just found this to be really fun and like just very light and easy mm. to watch and just charming. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. I think it's the. I think that these Spider-Man films doing so well. It's almost entirely down to Tom Holland. Oh yeah, he is such a find. He, he's such a star. Yeah, he's fantastic yeah. in these. He really he, is. He's perfect. He is because I never really got on board with Tobey Maguire or Andrew. Actually, I've not seen the Andrew Garfield. So that's not fair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he just seems. He's just so charismatic, mm-hmm. and because he. He physically like has a, like he looks boyish. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he must be in, well into his twenties at this point, but like yeah. he brings yeah. a very like boyish like energy to it that just gives it just a different charm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 23 right now. So sure, yeah, but I, I don't know how old Andrew Garford was when he did his film. I think uh, Tobey Maguire was about, a little old. Yeah, I think Tobey Maguire was about uh, 48. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. he was collecting his pension. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he just it just feels right, and it's mm. it's just yeah, he, he's very watchable. Mm. That being said, I would say the MVP of this most recent, as good as he was, mm. the MVP of the, this current this actual film, Far From Home, was absolutely Jake Gyllenhaal. That's why I said the best thing about Spider-Man films in general, rather than but, this Spider-Man yeah. film, because I think Jake Gyllenhaal he, he stole it. In he this. really he was again he he's 
what you want in it. He was chewing all of the scenery. Mm-hmm. He was at 11. Listeners, me and John are both grinning. We yeah. can't help it now. Because <laughs> I, I, I just love... That's what, that's what I love in a, an action film. The villain has to be at 11. Mm. And when it's... And Jake Gyllenhaal mm. is... He's such a weirdo. So mm. he's so perfect for this kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Now, oh God, this... It, he was so, so good in this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm loving, I'm, I'm loving the fact that him and Tom Holland are now probably dating, like, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Seriously, I've seen the, 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 there's been some Instagram posts that they're very cute together. They've, they've, they've stayed friends, definitely. That's I can see that. them just being like best mates. They're, they're probably just best friends, but I'll show you some pictures later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it's just their best mates, and then people like you are just kind yeah, of I'm just shipping and looking into it. I'm shipping, like I'm shipping far. them, I'm shipping them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway, sure. yeah, but they, 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 they were a lot of fun together in this film, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the whole cast was great. Like, mm. Yeah, out of ten, then I, 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 a very solid eight, very solid eight. Yeah, maybe even a nine. You know, actually, for what it was, I'm gonna give it a nine. You're gonna give it a nine. It didn't. Put, it really didn't put much wrong. I will also give it a nine. Mm. It was very, very good. So you gave it an eight last time. I gave okay, it a nine. Yeah. Cool. Next up, The Lion King. Ugh, not a nine. Uh, <laughs> this was dreary. Uh-huh. Really dreary. I, I'm, I'm trying to... F- it's really hard to think of new ways to complain about these Disney live actions because they all have the same problems. <laughs> I mean, this was probably the, the most aggressively the same as what the previous one was. Like, yeah. it, it didn't even have really... An, it did have any new songs. Mm, Apart it had, oh, it had Spirit, which yeah, is yeah. so boring. God, yeah. Um, sorry, God, Beyonce, God, but... God, yeah. Beyonce, could you just do something a bit fun for... A- just I'll be so I, okay. That's gonna be put, my put out a fun album. Yeah. Okay. Stop. You're on I think that's. Crap. I think when it gets to the Oscar season, you need something you're really rooting for and something you're really rooting against. And if Beyonce gets best song for that <laughs> dirge, just because they want Beyonce to have an Oscar, mm-hmm. I'll be very annoyed. Yeah. So, but I can see it happening. But yeah, this was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, every decision they made, I, I didn't. Again, I don't like the animation. I've said it before. I'm not gonna harp on it, but. I, I, the moving mouths just didn't work for me. There's so much more expression in a cartoon. Mm. Also, once again, Scar got really like toned down. It was mm-hmm. they ruined "Be Prepared." That's one of the best songs. That's the best the... song. <sighs> one of the best songs in the original. And it and becomes this spoken word. Poetry. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, awful. Really bad. Yeah. Scar's such a great villain in the first one because mm. he's a big queen. <laughs> <laughs> He really is like you love gay people, don't you? Of course I do. Solidarity, <laughs> solidarity with gay villains, but but he yeah. really is. You know, oh, I should practice practice my curtsy. Like he really, mm. ham, he really camps it up. And who was it in this? Was it Chiwetel Ejiofor? Yeah, is that anywhere close to the Chiwetel Ejiofor? Chiwetel Ejiofor. I'm really sorry. I will memorize that at some point. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, I've I've liked him in other things, but. Did just brought nothing to it. I don't think mm. really bland, really low energy. Yeah, yeah, just not what I wanted from a scar. Yeah, no, ev- everything about this film, other than visuals, was just confusing as to well, why. Mm. That's that. That's it. Even really. even Mufasa, um, James L. Jones. Well, why make him James L. Jones? Yeah, give somebody else the role. Exactly. Give it, give, give it to Lawrence Fishburne. He'd, he'd been great. Exactly. That was the thing because he, yes, he, James L. Jones was iconic as Mufasa. One of the best voice performances in any Disney film ever. Mm. But having him come back, because he's like 90 now, I think, mm-hmm. even that, all, all it did was make you notice, oh, he's not got that same energy anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it was a bit depressing. I'd rather they gave someone else the chance to like interpret Mufasa in their own way. Yeah. I might have hated it, like I hated Chiwazwaja for Scar, mm-hmm. but at least it would have been someone else's interpretation. Instead, mm-hmm. it was just, it just really underlined how everything about this film felt like an inferior retread. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, I yeah. totally agree. I'll give I'll give you Timon and Pumper were quite fun. 
They were not as good as the originals, but yeah. they had they were fun in their own ways. Like Billy Eichner definitely brought his own energy to, to Throne. They they broke the fourth wall and they this. did. Yeah, and, they got a lot more meta. A and bit. and they had in jokes with the original. Mm. Um, you know that bit where Timon interrupts Pumba at one point, and then in this one he's he, he doesn't. He's like, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what, what, what are you going to say? Say it. I'm not going to stop you. Exactly. It was doing its own thing. Like so, yeah. I thought Akuna Matata, while not as good as the original, at least was its own version and made me laugh and it, you know, gave me some new laughs, like some new moments, rather than just like oh. Oh, that's that thing from the original, but not quite as uh, quite mm. as effective. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get Nala's sex face because you can't do that with CGI. <laughs> so much just wasn't there. Ah, yeah. oh, Nala's sex face. Mm. Um, out of ten, then four. Four. Yeah. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a five. I think I regret that, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay. Um, just because I don't know. We've not had any major disagreements. Everything we've been within like a point or two of each other so yeah. far. Yeah. Uh, we actually both gave that a five last time. Okay. okay. I think it just I'm just so sick of these in general that they're all going to go down a bit yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, next up, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I remember not liking this. But I remember being disappointed about not liking this because on paper it was exactly the kind of silly action nonsense that I like. Mm-hmm. But in practice I remember finding this super dull. Yeah, well, it was super dull. I mean, it was ridiculous, but it felt like it was trying too hard. Mm-hmm. It felt like The Rock was funny and Jason Statham was not. Because mm-hmm. The Rock is a movie star and I think Jason Statham, I mean, objectively he's a movie star, but like, I don't think Jason Statham has that charisma that mm-hmm. The Rock has, that comedic timing. So, yeah, I don't have a lot of memories of this. Most of us remember being quite bored and underwhelmed. Mm. Yeah, yeah it, it was that. Yeah. It was just one has charisma, one doesn't. And yeah. other than that, the film's quite boring. Yeah. A lot of people really like this. I think it's got like really high Rotten Tomatoes score. Like people who just really ate these things up. Like I mean, I'm not a Fast and Furious. This was the first Fast and Furious related film I've ever seen. So maybe I needed more context. I don't know. I like action stars like this. I like. I'm not against Jason Statham, and we all mm. know that I love The Rock. Sure. Um, it needs to be in the right films. Yeah. And this was not the right. Film. It needed like a smarter script. It needed to be tighter and faster. And yeah. 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 In fact, I don't know why I like Jason Statham. I'm not really sure if I do, to be honest. But I could see him... He's be- in a lot of ridiculous stuff. I could see him being in a good film. I think that he... hit Him and Guy Ritchie would be a good match. They must... Is he not in the Guy Ritchie front early ones? Is he not in Lockstock and... I don't know. I've not seen uh, him. I, I, I don't know. I used, I'd be surprised if he hadn't been in a Guy Ritchie before now. But yeah, I think that would work. If yeah. It, if it hasn't already. Sure, yeah. Um... But yeah, The Rock was fine in this, but mm. it's not his best work. We all know no. that's Jumanji. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling to think of like a single really memorable scene from this film. Mm. I remember the villain being a robot and that being strange, but... Yeah, Idris Elba robot. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock kind of holds two cars together when one's driving Oh, he does. Oh, that was pretty being, fabulous. The other yeah. one's being flown away by a helicopter and he holds them together with his muscles. Yeah. That's good. That was pretty good, yeah. But... It, it kind of felt a bit Captain America has already done this a couple of films ago. So. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Out of ten? Three. Three? I didn't like it. Pass me by. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it enough to... It didn't offend me enough to give it a three. I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay. But I reckon I, I gave it higher when we rated it. Yeah, I gave it a five, you gave it a four. Okay. So we're down one each. Hmm. Next up, while we're on this low energy train... Hmm. Angel has fallen. See, I feel like this was not good, but better than Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. In some, it played it a bit more straight, which weirdly I appreciated more. It made the silliness of it more appealing to me because mm-hmm. it wasn't like grabbing you by the shoulders and being like, laugh, laugh, laugh. Yeah. 
Because I just remember that scene in Hobson Shaw where they put Jason Statham in like a fight moustache and a wig and... St- <laughs> Do you remember when he goes to like the the airport? Mm. Like stuff like that. Like There was lots of attempted humour in that film, didn't it? This film wasn't really trying to be funny, but it was just kind of silly. Mm. And I think I, I, think yeah. I, I think I was kind of here for it. Yeah. I don't think I loved it. And again, I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember liking it more. Yeah. I think Gerard Butler's just good at this. He he is good at it, but also the film was just so average. It didn't yeah. I don't it didn't bring anything new and if anything to its own franchise, it didn't bring the same as what it its predecessors did. I don't know the predecessors, I think you know that better than I do, yeah. Like when it was Olympus Has Fallen, mm. which was the same film as White House Down, which you can guess the plot already. Sure, yeah. Um like it was really good. It was basically Die Hard in the White House. Sure. And it worked really well. And then I I did see London has fallen, but I've completely forgotten it. But it was basically lots of terrorist attacks happen in London. There was a plot going on, and it was kind of interesting. But this one was just like he's on the run from the law. Yeah, and that's it. I really can't remember a lot. Of the, 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 this and Hobson Shaw. That this was like at the peak of like the dead period of the cinema when there's like nothing yeah. interesting out, and you just have to see whatever action movie yeah. seems the least offensive. I think from now on. By the way, we're now halfway through. Great. Um, I think from now on, it's all quite. Exciting and upbeat. Oh, good, cool. So yeah, um, but yeah, this was ugh. yeah out of ten five. I'll give it a f- four, maybe. Okay. Mm. I'm gonna give it a three just because it was so boring and just not interesting. There was nothing for it. It had nothing going for it. I don't know why I feel like I liked it more than I did. I don't know. Jared Butler's not got the the charisma that he should. He's not the Rock, but he's not he, he's not Jason Statham either. Mm. I think he falls in between the two. Okay. I, 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 I quite like Gerard Butler. Uh, we both gave it a five last time. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, next up is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. This is one I definitely want to rewatch before the Oscars because it's going to be a big player. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think we both came out of the cinema a little bit underwhelmed by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then maybe, I don't know whether that was because of it wasn't what we expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like you go into a film with an expectation of what you're going to see mm-hmm. and when it's not that thing at all, you come out a bit like, oh, oh I feel a bit let down. Yeah. But I, if I watched it again just on its own terms, maybe... Because I feel like it was okay. I, there's lots that I remember enjoying about this film. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I really liked Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. I thought he was really, really good as this kind of faded, over-the-hill actor. Mm. He had some really good... Because like, I always like Leonardo when he's like... He's an actor I really enjoy when he's playing at a heightened level. Yeah. And he has some really good comedic like meltdowns in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't as keen on Margot Robbie not doing or saying anything for the whole film. Yeah, she was a big disappointment. Yeah. Well, it wasn't her fault, again. It just, she just didn't get given anything to do. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I think I came into this thinking, oh, because I actually know a little bit about the Manson murders. It's a really famous scandal, mm. you know, famous story. Or, or, or a Tarantino take on the Manson story, that could be really interesting. And it's mm. not really that at all. <laughs> no. Like, the Manson story, it comes in at the end, but That's, it doesn't... It's the side story, if anything. It really is a side story, yeah. Mm. It's it, it, This film's much more loose. Mm. There's not really one specific narrative happening. It's just, like, comes in and out of different things. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about this one, to be honest. What about you? Uh, I think I was overwhelmingly disappointed by this. Mm. Um, Had we just recently watched Django Unchained as well, so we were on a bit of a Tarantino high. Yeah, we were. I mean, that wasn't my first time into Django, but... No, but we um, just reminded ourselves of a really good Tarantino film. Uh, And this one, it was... Like, it was slow, but not in the way that Tarantino films are normally quite good for. Yeah, they're always long. He doesn't make short films. Totally, yeah. And, you know, that that can be fine. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Mm. This one, it didn't quite do it very well. Like, a lot of the time, it was just a lot of nothing happening. Yeah. And 
even in retrospect, there's still not a lot to get from this film, I don't mm. think. Um, it felt quite yeah. self-indulgent. It did. Like, I feel like the whole thing was kind of building up to the the climactic scene yeah. um, at the end. And it didn't justify it all. It didn't justify that amount of, of build-up to it. Yeah. Because a lot of it was just slow stuff. Just like, okay, so Leonardo DiCaprio, he's an actor who's who's done well and he's not doing that well at the moment. Mm. Um, Brad Pitt is the stunt double who's, you know, a little concerned but uh, that he's about to lose his job, but also not that emotional yeah. about it. Was it was very, like, really low stakes, emotions. low energy, and they didn't have enough time together, I don't think. No, so to no, build, they didn't. To build that, like... Because they must have had a quite interesting relationship mm. I think there's definitely a film you could make about the relationship between like a, 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 a big star who's on the downward spiral mm-hmm. and his stunt double who's like his best friend maybe his only friend yeah. but they didn't actually have a lot of screen time together no. they both kind of did their own went on their own side plots mm. and yeah I think I would have liked a bit more of them together yeah mm. yeah I think so would have made the end pay off more when they come together and have that ridiculous fighting off the <clears throat> Manson murderers scene yeah. yeah and that could have been done so much better because also then Margot Robbie's in this for a bit and you're wondering, like, okay, how's she going to get involved? And I guess that they're building up Sharon Tate just so that we can see, you know, her get murdered or something, or we actually feel something, and it's, sure, you yeah. know, quite shocking for us. Mm-hmm. And then literally nothing. Like, she's yeah. not even in the final scenes. Not at all, not really, it's, no. It's weird. Yeah. It it didn't feel like it justified being revisionist history. Mm. Whereas, like, when they did Inglourious Bastards and Hitler dies in a cinema, it it works the way they it did put, it. Those, well, Inglourious... Uh, I've not seen Inglourious Bastards, so I can't... But Django Unchained was kind of revisionist as well, but mm. it kind of put, like, this very Tarantino stamp on a period of history. Mm. Yeah, because you know, it, it is hyper-violence and you know, it, all the things that you expect from a Tarantino film. Whereas this film, like, there, was no, there wasn't a lot of what you expect from Tarantino until the end. Mm. So it wasn't like it was, here's Tarantino's spin on the Manson murders. It was more like, well, here's two hours of not much and then a, ten minutes of pure Tarantino. Mm. Yeah. It was strange, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Out of ten, then? I'm going to give it a six, but I am going to try and rewatch it, and it, my opinion might change. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if that went back up again if I rewatched this. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I gave it a five. Oh, no, wait, sorry, I've done it the wrong around. Wait a minute. And I gave it a six last time, and you also gave it a six. Okay. Great. Okay, next up is It. It. Oh, It's chapter two. Mm, yeah. Uh, it was all right. <laughs> It was really, wasn't it? It, like, yeah. it, was, it was wasn't just... as good as part one. It had the same problem as part one in that it was way too long. Yeah, but I think I think I feel like the, I feel like the the book it just is the first half is more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a scary clown stalking children. That's a great concept for a horror movie. Mm. The first one had its problems, but essentially that's what it was, and it mm-hmm. worked. You know, this one they're all grown up now. It still had some good moments, some good scares. Mm. I'm, it wasn't bad. It was, but but it just didn't quite. I've forgotten most of it, really. This really was just yeah, me too. <laughs> very aggressively average. Mm. Clown was good, though. Pennywise was good. Pe- Pennywise is great. Like It's a great interpretation. He did it. Bill Skarsgård did his own take on it. He wasn't interpret- He wasn't impersonating Tim Curry, which nobody could ever do. Mm-hmm. And yet, the, the adult actors, you know, they had their moments. I always... I, I like Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, they were all fine, but it just... It just added up to a whole lot of nothing much, really. There I feel, were too I feel many. Like, I feel like for a film that is, or a film series, I guess, that is five hours long or six hours or whatever it is, yeah, it should be a bit more. Yeah. And it should be a bit more of a climax. Mm. Because what's the climactic difference between the first and second films? 
nothing. It's just like they they defeat the clown with self belief. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's like okay, that doesn't really build much. It, it, yeah, it, it I, felt I, very anticlimactic. Like I get it for the first film, but the second film it needs to be more than that. Mm. I also I remember saying this at the time. It, it just had too many characters. Mm-hmm. To, it meant you didn't care about enough of them because because also like there's actually quite a low body count mm-hmm. for the main characters. There's characters who are, there's like one scene characters who die. Yeah. But in terms of your main cast, like the most horror films give you a cast of characters. And then they get killed off one by one, and then you, you get depending on who you care about, you know, you get that's how you get invested basically. Mm. But this film had like seven or eight main characters, and only like one dies, and that's right at the end. Yeah, one rise at the beginning, and one rise at the end. Otherwise, yeah. they, they're all they all live. Yeah, and so it just means that the, that kind of horror sense that anyone could go at any moment isn't really there. Mm-hmm. So it, it felt that I wasn't like there was no point in this when I was like edge of my seat. Mm. It didn't do that for me at all. So no, yeah, same yeah. with me. It wasn't particularly scary. No, not at all. No. And it should have been. It should have been way scarier. But it also wasn't that interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, there are horror films that aren't scary, but have, like, they say something about psychology, and they're interesting. Mm. This was just kind of like, okay. Like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, it wasn't even boring, really, mm. apart from being too long. It was just kind of there. Yeah. 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 Um, out of ten, then? Five. Again, definition of an average movie. Yeah, I'm going with five as well. I'm quite happy with that. Uh, we both gave it a seven. Oh wow, so it's gone down. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <clears throat> okay, this one's going to be a good one. Hustlers. Oh, yay. Hustlers. Yeah. Really liked this. Well, really liked Jennifer Lopez in this. <laughs> I think that was it. I was so excited to see J Lo in like a really good movie, killing it. Mm. The movie itself was a little bit forgettable. <clears throat> But yeah, but it was but good. It was. I, good, I, defi- I, I definitely want to rewatch this. Stuff. Yeah, this is one I'm looking forward to rewatching as well. Come into my first. Exactly. It, it, it had some very <laughs> iconic moments. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just it was the definition of a star performance. Mm. Right. This was. It was really good to see, just a bit a, a big movie star doing a, the perfect role. And yeah, it, it was. It was great. She yeah. was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. And she's my. Little engine that could for the Oscars. She's she's who I'm really she's might she might be my Olivia Colman. We'll see. Okay. Because she's 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 definitely going to be up there for the best supporting actress, and mm. I'm, I'm excited to see how far she can go with that. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it might be for me as well. Yeah. 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 It, well, finally got you on board the J Lo train. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if Glenn Close was was in this role, then <laughs> <laughs> doing the se- doing the same strip like that strip tease and yeah. coming to my first. <laughs> He's so much more sinister. Oh no, please. <laughs> um, she opens the furs up and like bats fly out. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, this was really good. Out of ten. Uh, seven. Seven? Yeah. You. Well, I might give it an eight, I think. Mm, okay. I just feel, I just remember, I don't remember Surprise a lot of I was only giving it a seven, to be honest. Actually, yeah, there's a lot. The plot isn't that memorable and Constance Wu's main character isn't that interesting. It, it really is like, the J-Lo show. As mm. I mean, if I watch it back, maybe there's more I'll like, but... Yeah. It's also got, I mean, points for Lizzo and Cardi B. Like, there's lots of mm-hmm. little supporting characters that are quite fun. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I just think maybe the Cardi, the, the uh, Constance Wu main character is, is is a bit of a blank slate. I'm sticking with my eight. Uh, mm-hmm. You gave it a seven, but we both gave it an eight initially. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, next up, Ad Astra. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that happened. That happened. It was okay. Uh... <laughs> All I can think of when when I reflect on this movie is monkeys, mm. monkeys, mm-hmm. crazy angry space monkeys. Yep, that scene was great. Yeah, uh, the film as a whole was fairly dull. It was. Yeah, it was. 
I mean, it, it was kind of like, I think I said this at the time and you got annoyed at me because I know they are very different plots, mm. but it was kind of like Arrival but not done as well. Oh, yeah. I, I, see, I see what you mean. Like, it's At the time you were like, Arrival's not a space movie, John. And you're right, it's not. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... But it's like about relationships with parents and like, you know, it's very contemplative and stuff. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't have know. I think it was like, it was almost, it was like two thirds of the way there. Yeah. Something just didn't quite like connect yeah. to make it like really it, good. It wasn't really about space drama, but also at the same time it was, but just you never really talked what it was. It was really about, I think it was really about Brad Pitt's relationship with his father. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Which is fine. That's that, 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 that's a concept. And you know, it had its moments, but mm. it just didn't quite grab me or move me. It didn't, it didn't like make me cry or it didn't make me feel that much for mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's because the writing wasn't as good or, or Brad Pitt doesn't have the range I don't know like I thought he was mm. perfectly fine like mm, yeah. he's good at playing these kind of repressed like don't say very much characters but mm-hmm. yeah, it had its moments like I was happy when Natasha Leone showed up for all of five seconds mm-hmm. yeah Space Monkeys obviously yeah um, liked when he uh, st- uh, stowed his his way onto a spaceship and oh yeah that was pretty fun. accidentally killed the entire accidentally crew. murdered the entire crew yeah <laughs> <laughs> there, there was there was stuff to enjoy in this this was this this yeah. stuff I, I think remember you, I remember you, when you we walked out you said this feels like it was based on a long boring book mm. turns out it wasn't but uh, yeah I, I feel like that's what it felt like like a, a literary adaptation kind of yeah. thing so it was all right out of ten yeah, it's, yeah, high six, low seven. I'll, I'll say a six. It didn't really grab me. I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What does that turn into? We. You gave it a seven. Oh, I, okay. gave, I gave it a five. Okay. Gone yeah. down a bit. Wow. Crikey. I can't imagine again. I, I can't imagine watching it again. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we're at the halfway point now. Probably a good time to stop it so the episode doesn't get too long. Uh, we'll put out the uh, the part two of this tomorrow. Yeah. Basically. Sounds good. Yep. Keep it nice and accessible for you guys. So, yeah, please, if you enjoyed, please look forward to part two, which is going to be coming in the next 24 hours. Yeah, well, I guess that'll be on New Year's Day. Great. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. See you in 2020. Bye.